welcome highfalutin ski bone podcast episode number 205 lockdown in quarantine it is your pals mario and brian mario what's up living the life of quarantine working trying to do shit around the house um and stay sane um yeah i mean i'm I'm watching a lot of movies here and there you know catching up i finished ozarks so i feel pretty good look at you i mean i feel like i accomplished something finishing ozarks it's pretty impressive that was a good ending i was like damn it is that the last episode you know you know it's good when it keeps you entertained the whole time and then it finishes and you're like Damn it, that was the last one. Wait kind of like season already. So like the opposite of Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, everybody's dead. What else is there to look forward to? Yeah. Just an asshole in a wheelchair becoming king. Like, what the hell? That that was our payoff? He was out of the whole picture the whole time. And then they bring him in there. It was like, come on, the fix is in. That was our payoff? So the guy that did all the work, he gets nothing. And this this guy that's just like... The, the creepy guy that hung out with the other creepy guy in the trees, like he he gets the whole kingdom. No, that's, that, that that's right. the it's a perfect metaphor for life if you really think about it. You don't want to be the guy who works the hardest. You want to be the guy in the top, like you know, like hangs around sixty fifth percentile. Yeah. You don't want to be you don't want to be a, like a C plus or you know B plus kind of achiever. You want to be a little bit lower, a little bit slackery, harnessing your energy, harnessing your chi, so you can have that longevity. Yeah. Maybe that guy. But you know when he gets into power, you know, Game of Thrones, you know what's going to happen. He's going to get into power. He's not going to do anything. He's going to ponder everything, and then he's going to be dead. He'll just be answering questions with more questions, and you'll be like, oh, just, you know what? I'm not even going to talk to fucking Bran. He's just an asshole. Like, I don't... <laughs> The people from Dorne are just going to come over and just take over everything. And like, and obviously, can he see what's going to happen anyway? Doesn't he have that kind of, like, foresight? Yeah. So, like, exactly. if you, that's going to lead to minority report and, like, throw police and locking you in jail. Before you even do anything, yep. pre-crime. Oh, he's going to be a tyrant. They're going to be like, oh, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's just arresting people for no reason. Well, because he's precognition. And then people will try to kill him, but he'll know that. And then he'll be able to take them out. And, and you know what? He'll just look like a, a tyrant. That's it. Yeah. He is He is Kaiser Sose. Yeah. Like he, he did a brilliant job being all gimpy and stuff and being in the wheelchair. No one suspects the gimpy wheelchair guy of being the badass. He just jumps right in, hops on the seat. First minute, he didn't even ponder that. He pondered everything else, but he didn't ponder that. Like, okay, I'll take the... Dude, you didn't do anything. Did he fight in any of the wars? No, he just kind of hung out. Just thought thought of a goddamn window. That's all he did. Yeah, push his kid around, and then we'll uh, give him the throne. Everyone's got to die for him. Friggin' Hodor. We lost Hodor for that little asshole. Oh, Hodor. He killed Hodor. He killed Hodor. Yeah. And he fucked that kid up to begin with. He fucked him up in the first place. He was a nice, normal, like, guy. And then yeah. Bran just got all up in his brain and got him all hodori. Bran's an asshole now. Fuck him. Fuck Game of Thrones. Stupid fucking Fuck show. We got stupid so excited show. about that stupid goddamn show with a bunch of dumbass dragons. We got yeah. so excited, so vested in it. I knew more about the politics of Westeros than I knew about the politics of the United States. And then it just gave us this reach-around ending. Like, yeah, stupid. How many hours of your life are you never going to have back now with that... With that ending. Dude, I read the books. I had my little flow charts that I, I wrote the, down. I listened I so, to the books on tape. I was all happy. Well, that's I what like, I did oh, too, yeah. They were great. Shit. Great. The first three were great. Then they started getting a little meandery. But then that ending, man. On the At least on the HBO show, I think they said the books are going to go a different way. So hopefully they have a real ending on the book. Yeah. Which will be ready in like 16 more years. <sighs> yeah. I mean, oh, it's crazy. Whatever. Whatever. 
whatever everything's whatever. whatever now we're just such a weird place but it's Who all cares? good whatever. we're getting through it we're here for you guys so thank you so much for checking us out follow us please skibumpodcast.com we have a dope little shop there skibumpodcast.com slash shop we're on the socials instagram twitter facebook at skibumpodcast if you want some stickers want to represent you want to put them on your uh on your n95 mask when you go out we'll send you some stickers do that please dm us uh on instagram the best way to do it or you want to send us an email that works as well skibumpodcast at gmail.com We've been uploading YouTube videos again. So we got those on there. Uh, just search for us on YouTube. SoundCloud. I'll probably put something up there eventually. What else we're talking about? iHeartRadio. Oh, yeah. If you could, on our website, we have a couple spots where you can subscribe to our emails. We're trying to get those out a little more often. Have some good inside information. It also helps us really grow our list of people, get more people following us and subscribing and allow us to do more things down the road. So if you could subscribe, we'd really appreciate it. Go to the website for that. Also, podcasting apps, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. If you could go rate us, that would really help us out too. And give us five-star reviews. Greatly appreciated. That's all we ask. So thank you again so much for listening. We're in quarantine. You're in quarantine. Hopefully we'll be out soon. Let's kick it off the way we always do. It's time for our pray today. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, love Hodor. Yep. Damn it. He Lost him. King. He should have been king. Yeah. I got to stop talking about it because I'm going to work myself up and have like nightmares and pissed off like rants. Yeah drunken rants but anyway so i operate today so i was in the store and they ran a two-for-one six-pack special on kona beer so i was like i like kona i haven't drank kona in a while Good and they you. have their um the new hanali um island ipa have you had that one that uh one? no i've only had their kind of standard ones the longboard and the uh big wave yeah, long longboard and big wave. And in Hawaii, I had a couple of their beers there too. Ooh, that's really a brag. Hawaii. It's a long ass time ago. Hawaii before I think they're owned by like um, now. We call it Hawaii. Hawaii. Hawaii is the proper way to say it. Now? Probably. And now this tastes better. It's actually a decent IPA. Uh, not fruity or too hoppy. Ah, let me take another swig of that. It's actually a little bit refreshing. Um, so it's probably not very high on the IBUs. I'm not looking it up because I'm fucking lazy. Um, uh, but it's definitely in the IPA realm. It's easy drinking, mild IPA. Uh, now they're saying it is brewed with passion fruit, orange, and grain. I don't taste any passion fruit. It tastes pretty good, but <laughs> there's no passion. It's just it's like no an passion. it's like a like a a bad marriage. <laughs> no passion and no fruit. It's just a goddamn IPA. But it's refreshing. It's on the refreshing side. So I actually had this on draft. They've been having it on draft probably for like a oh, about a half a year. I've seen it. What style beach. of beer is it again? It's an IPA. Oh, it is an IPA. Yeah, it's pretty good. I think they came out this last year or around about. I don't think I Hawaii it. has the, quite the climate for growing hops, does it? I don't know. They fly shit in. They fly everything in there, right? Where do they get their grain? Probably. Not now they don't. Everything's locked down. I know. This you gotta be, be self-sufficient. This might be the last Corona. <laughs> the last Kona Corona. Um, 
No, so I got a, a six of uh, these, and I got a six of the longboards. So, and I got a bunch of them in my little cooler here, waiting for the for the show. So, look at you, ready, prepared. Yeah, but you're professional. You See, we're professionals here. We're not just the regular average asshole who's buying a microphone on Amazon and be like, I'm going to start a podcast. It's going to be awesome. Hey, God bless you. I want you to try. I want you to make an effort. I want you to, to, to have it. Try it. Be your best self. If you want to do it, great. But you know what? This shit takes work. You can't just all of a sudden make buy a microphone and think you're going to be a, you know, a podcaster. Oh, they're all just idiots. Like I, I see them on TV now all the time. They're like, oh, we had a nice sit down interview with so-and-so and it's two jerk offs in their kitchen and they're doing these interviews. I'm like, they sound like crap. They're not funny. It kind of gets to me after a while, you know? What? Everyone thinks they can do it. It's like, you know, I mean, like stand up comedy. Everyone thinks it's so easy to just go up there and do it, you know, because they, they could, I can talk. I know how to yeah. talk. I'm, everyone tells me I'm funny at work. Yeah. Number one, no, they don't. They think you're an asshole. Yeah. And number two, it does take effort. It takes work. You got to put something together. You can't just wing it week well, in and week out. Because you know what? I want to see how long these people are going to last doing it. As soon as things get yeah. nice out and summer hits, like, well, you know, I did for three episodes. Now it's off to the beach. Now it's back to going on vacation. Now it's back to living my uh, my self-absorbed little life. Yeah, close that chapter on their life. And I remember when I had a podcast. Remember that for the, for the three weeks? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Three weeks. Way to go. Five Not- plus years, bitches. That's right. 205 episodes. episodes. That's right. But yeah, it's 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 funny. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I just also, everybody that's like, now they're saying, you know, I didn't realize how hard it is to work from home. Yeah. Okay, well, while you were giving me shit about like, oh, you probably don't do anything because you work from home. Now you know, I work harder at home than I do in the fucking office because there's nobody distracting me saying, hey, how was your weekend? Let's talk about the fucking weekend for like half hour when I got shit to do. Like, well, also, too, I think that. I think because no sports are happening, a lot of people don't have anything to talk about because most people's <laughs> lot. I mean, let's be honest. I know a lot of people at my office. The only thing they talk about is sports. Yeah. Like they wouldn't even it for like two hours a day. Dude, seriously, some people are like, they're talking about the, you know, about the Mets and it's like March 3rd. It's like, dude, how much can there possibly be to talk about? They haven't played a game yet. But if you follow those people around, they'll walk around the office. I guarantee it, two to three hours, they're walking around bullshitting with people. I'm like, you know what? I'd rather you just do your work and maybe take a break and go for a run for an hour. That's yeah. probably, you know, but you do that and you tell people that, that have never worked from home, like, oh, so you must not be really busy. I'm like, no, I'm really fucking busy. But instead of bullshitting around the water cool with somebody, I actually go for a run or something like that. Yeah, no, for sure. A lot of people, a lot of people are so rigid. They think they have to be doing, you know, like, like, oh, you, you went to the gym or you worked out from at two o'clock. Like you can't do that. It's like, yeah, I can because I had a slot of time that was available. I worked through lunch, your standard basic bitch 12 to 1 lunch. Yeah. I just moved it to a later time and exactly. used that time for uh, for myself. Yeah. People yeah. and the people who complain about you the way you do things are the ones who are the biggest violators of it. Oh yeah. And now and now like everybody's doing it like, oh, I didn't realize so hard and I want to get back to the office because I'm so much more productive there. I'm like, no, you're not productive there. Just stay away. How about how about you stay home forever? Yeah, that's what I I'm already told for. my bosses. I'm like, I want to I want to be home forever. I don't, I don't want to go back into an office. Yeah, 
fucking dirty ass people coughing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And Every dude, time like, I look at somebody, I'm like, are you sick? Are you well, sick? Well, the nice thing is at least you can drive to work. Like for me, it's not even an option. I have to take mass transit. Yeah. You know, so I'm stuck with all these disgusting ass, you know, germy old a-holes on a, on a boat or a train. Mm. You're going to have to get like a hazmat suit and just bubble it up, go in and out of the office in a bubble. I'm going to do that. And they're going to be like, Brian, just stay home. Yeah. I'll be eating my beef liver chips from last week. Just come in and just freaking have your whole freaking environment. People like, no, this is my new attire. This is what I'm wearing to work these days. I'm coming into the office. This is what I got. I got my oxygen tank. (laughs) I'm getting an oxygen tank on like wheels. They're like, Brian, are you going to the moon? I don't know. Perhaps. I haven't seen my uh, my schedule today yet. (laughs) I might as well. I hear the moon's pretty fucking dirty too. (laughs) There's no coronavirus on the moon. That's right. Yeah. Damn. All right. So we got some Kona. So I am, I'm still, I'm still balls deep in Prohib April. Not having any booze this month. Hey, we're uh, what is it today? The 17th. So two plus weeks in. I had pizza today for dinner. We ordered pizza, trying to support our local pizzeria. Nice. I haven't had pizza in like, I don't know, like a month, month and a half. It's and important to support the local guys you want to have survive, right? For sure. So oh. I'm thinking, you know, oh, what am I going to have to drink with pizza? Usually it's a beer or some, I like having cheap red wine with pizza. I had seltzer. I just, I, that's one of the weird things when you're doing this like dry out is like, you're like the things, there's certain things you eat. You're like, I'm used to having this with that. Not because I'm, again, I want to have one. I'm not, not trying to get hammered, not trying to, you know, do whatever. Just trying to have one drink because I like the way it complements my meal. And I just you know, didn't pizza, have that. I have to go with a Coke or a Pepsi. Do you? Preferably a Coke. For some reason, and I guess it's when I grew up, I would eat my two slices of pizza with a Coke. That's it. And you have that. <laughs> throwback just goes goes. yeah yeah so i had freaking seltzer and now i uh i'm drinking a hot matcha tea it is like 30 degrees 30 some degrees up here which is kind of nice for being mid-april and it's gonna snow it was snowing at my parents house yesterday oh wow matcha tea i didn't really know much about it and i bought it right when this gonna ask you what is it because i tried the powder and i didn't like it yeah. So I'm going to, uh, so right before everything kind of went to shit with this coronavirus, I listened to a podcast, uh, Kevin Rose's podcast, which he had on that doctor. Pretty cool. He does all the workout shit and all, right? He's becoming a bit of a super, super pussy guy though, which no offense, Kevin. <laughs> once you just, get big, you know, once you get so big and you get all this money, you have no time to be paranoid about everything. I hope we're that fortunate to become the douchebags we could evolve to because he used to be fun and cool and he used to have drinks on dignation and they're like well you know we just got to tone it down a bit and be a little more concerned and so he had uh dr andrew vile he's got a bunch of books out he's a you know a very well-known doctor and it's funny because this was like the first couple days in march he's like coronavirus is like i'm not really worried about it i take this stuff and i was I was going to be going away skiing that weekend. So I bought a bunch of his, the things that he recommended. And one of them was matcha tea. Also like, like garlic pills and some like mushroom. Did he die from Corona? Uh, I don't think he did. Oh, I hope he didn't. Um, I think he's fine. So I bought the, the matcha and I had no idea what to expect. And yeah, it is this like green powder stuff. And it is a form of green tea that's been enjoyed in China and Japan for hundreds of years. China I know I had coronavirus some powder and I didn't enjoy it at all. You're not America. supposed to snort it. You're supposed to make tea out of it. <laughs> Dude, I made it, I put a shake. I made it in a, I put it in a shake in one of my 
kale shakes in the morning mm-hmm. and it just made it worse. Let's put it that way. So the leaves are made into a powder that's far stronger than regular tea. So a little can go a long way. Hmm. About two weeks from before harvest, farmers build structures around the plants to shade them, leaving them almost in the dark. It's thought that this makes the leaves softer, sweeter, and brighter. After harvest, the tea leaves are quickly steamed, then dried, and put into heated ovens for 20 minutes or so. Workers then remove stems, twigs, and other unneeded parts and grind the leaves into powder. Hmm. They say it's supposed to be sweeter and creamier than a green tea, and there's a grassiness to the smell and taste. Hmm. So a grassy green tea. You know what? It reminds me of if you go to a really good sushi restaurant, the kind of tea they'll give you there. Like not like one of those like buffet places, like a nice sushi place. Now you had it from tea from powder or you had it tea from leaves? powder. Now this is the matcha powder. Yeah. Right. Because that's how I saw it and I chucked it in my shake and I was, I just didn't know what to expect. If you don't like green tea, you're probably not going to like this. Yeah. Uh, It wasn't matcha. I got to look up what I... It very well could have been. It's like a green powder is how it comes. Yeah. You might put too much in because again, you don't, you don't need a lot. Like you really, I mean, I have like our, our Yeti ski bum podcast, 20 ounce mug that is available on the website. There's only one or two left. I put maybe a teaspoon of the powder in here and I put at least 12 to 14 ounces of hot water in here. So a, a little, a little bit goes a really long way with the powder. If you put too much in, it just, it's, it's like a flavor of grass bomb in your face. Grass so, bomb. A Maybe grass bomb. Too much. Who knows? Possibly. So yeah, I'm sticking with this probe April thing. I'm already, you know, more than halfway through it. I'm not going out. I'm not doing anything. I'm not skiing. I'm not apres skiing. I'm not hanging out with buddies. So I'm really not missing it too much. But dude, we're saving a ton of money right now. I looked at like so Melanie stopped at uh, Outback to get takeout the other night. And I was like, yeah, get me a steak. I was like, because I'm not cooking steak right now. I probably should. Bloomin' onion? Bloomin' onion. So I got a, you know, steak with a potato and a salad, you know, normal, normal ass meal. And I was like, it tasted so good because I didn't have to cook it. And it was just, you know, it was kind of what I was craving. And I was like, wow, it's kind of, but then I thought about it. I was like, so, you know, we spent a lot for takeout because I think Outback is overpriced for what you get anyway. Um, And then most restaurants are. Yeah, and then you're getting a takeout, and I was like, but I didn't mind. I was like, we spent money on that, and I was like, I thought about it. I was like, I'm not spending shit every week. We're cooking every day. So I'm like, yeah. this is great. Even even lunch, breakfast and lunch we cook. So, Yeah, I think, too, I've noticed, too, that you know when I make any sort of meal, even if it's like you know just eggs and bacon or eggs and toaster or anything, I'm a little more conscious of my portion sizes. Because I want to make sure stuff lasts longer because I don't want to have to go run to the store again quickly. It's not like you're just like, yeah, let's go run tomorrow to get, you know, more stuff. I'm like, okay, instead of three eggs, I'll have two eggs, you know, and just just being a lot more conscious and not trying to waste things and leftovers, make sure I use it all up. Just trying to be less wasteful of anything right now. Yeah, I don't like letting anything go to waste that I buy in general. So I'll, I'll try to eat it or cook it and freeze it and eat his leftover or something. You know? We got a bag of carrots at Costco. Have you ever done that? 
No, it's just too big. It's like 15 pounds of carrots. Like I, I, I had no idea. Like you buy the bag, you're like, yeah, it's just a bag of carrots. And then I brought it home and Andrea's like, why did you buy this? I'm like, you're like, we can eat carrots. I'm like, we're locked down, baby. Like we got to eat carrots. So she actually, she actually made a, uh, Both look orange now. Yeah. Right. She made an Irish soda bread with carrots, which was really good. She made two, uh, carrot everything bread. with carrots. carrots well, it was like everything. it was like carrot cake, but it was we didn't have any frosting, so it was like she made like a loaf. Nice. Uh, so like two of those carrot breads. Well, yeah. it was with like pineapples and walnuts and yeah. raisins. Like it was really really good. She made at least three or four different loaves of things with all those carrots. And then Benjamin loves carrots, so give him like one a day and cool. Eat them in salads. Like you just you just use it all up. And you know, usually it'd be like, oh, you let them sit there in the fridge, and like a two months later, like yeah, I'm just gonna chuck them. But now it's like, dude, yeah. we gotta use everything we buy. Yep. I like chucking a carrot in like a salad once in a while. You're like, man, there's a carrot. I miss the carrot. You know. And the thing is, those baby carrots are so they're so ghetto. Baby carrots are ghetto. Real carrots are the real carrots. You got it. It takes time though. You got to peel them. You got to cut them. It's I like cleaning them real well. And then just like either peel them into like little slices and chuck them on the salad. So like Mm -hmm. little sprinkles in there. Kind of cool. So yeah, matcha tea. If you're, uh, I don't know. Can you make an alcoholic drink out of that? You could try it. I mean, I'm not going to. Like an alcoholic matcha tea? Like that. Who could stop you? That and maybe... Gin. What do you think? Gin I was, maca? I was thinking more rumplemints. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, rumplemints and green tea seems like it go pretty well together. Schwartog? A little Schwartog? Schwartog, yeah. Schwartog and matcha tea. Well, like, uh, maybe like a sake? Like a sake bomb kind of thing? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, sake. That would be good. Warm sake with the matcha tea. That might actually be pretty tasty. Because the, the sake is very syrupy and kind of sweet, and this is very grassy so it could work all right try that out next time you got to experiment like i've been having my the key to life a photo that went viral this past week of this lovely old lady older lady olive veronessa she's a 93 year old woman and she (laughs) was posting a, a little sign in her glass window that a family member saw she had a dry erase board and she had a plea for more beer she said i need more beer 93 year old woman from seminole pennsylvania she knows what's going on well pennsylvania is locked down right i mean most places i guess yeah pennsylvania probably locked down pennsylvania they stopped selling alcohol oh really yeah, I thought that was because uh, that's one of the things they started cracking down on people going to the neighboring states and bringing it back because they locked down. I'm looking up right now. That's goddamn harsh. It well, anyway, happen. she was telling people she's on her last 12 cans, and this is what she says She says, I have a beer every night. You know what? Beer has vitamins in it, it's good for you as long as you don't overdo it. She is 93 years old. So guess what? The good folks at Coors Light, they came through for her. They delivered 150 cans of her favorite drink. Damn. So she is set now. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so about a month ago, Pennsylvania closed all its state-owned liquor stores in an attempt to stop the spread of corona. So residents started driving to, to neighboring states. Was that because the good folks of Pennsylvania thought that Corona beer gave you the coronavirus, and they're like, "We'll better close the liquor stores." There's probably something to it. 
No offense, um, Pennsylvania. <laughs> we love you. So yeah, they said Pennsylvania liquor controls. They they shut everything down for a little bit. Damn. Oh wait, they reopened its liquor stores online a few weeks ago, but you still can't go into a store and get liquor. Okay. I think I think a lot of places are like that now with curbside pickup and whatever. Curbside nothing, man. I got a crazy liquor store near, near me, and that shit is jumping. Think closing <laughs> that for nothing. They consider that a um essential service. Essential service. Yeah. Got to get your medicine. Hey, I uh, I don't disagree. I, you know they they were talking about. I guess the World Health Organization was saying they recommended uh, everybody stop liquor sales. So that's the rumor going on now. They're like, oh shit, are they gonna are they gonna stop? That's our third story in the app right today. Oh, oh so a little bit of a teaser why there. Why I'm just gonna go to that, that one. And why don't you just go into that one then? I'll just roll into that. So the World the Health Organization, which has been proven to be a Total losers, oh, fake bunch news. Of, bunch of losers, kangaroo court. They don't know what they're doing. Um, so they're saying booze might heighten the risk of coronavirus, which I'm wondering how they're saying it height. it's going to heighten. So they're saying booze may put people at increased risk for coming down with coronavirus. And they're basing this on the fact that it, it has been proven to weaken the body immune system and make drinkers more likely to engage in other risky behaviors. So that whole statement is kind of funny because while they're saying scientifically it's been proven to weaken the body, um, and they're saying drinkers are more likely to engage in risky behaviors, well, don't slap your Puritan cuffs on us just yet. How about that? <laughs> um, so I can understand. Everybody, everybody understands that alcohol compromises the immune system, but you know what we do after we compromise our immune system that's really up to our upbringing, right? <laughs> uh, I think your uh, your social distancing standards tend to drop a little bit after a couple of drinks, too. Allegedly. That's maybe yes. for some people. Maybe for some people, like, screw it. I want to be alone. That, yeah. You know, I drink alone. George Thurgood. He, he said it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm so sorry, miss. I thought that was an N95 mask I was putting on my face. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my panties. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. So they're actually so saying you have that, to leave them all now. <laughs> they're they're saying other behaviors, including violence. I'm like, well, are we talking about coronavirus or violence? There's a different, you know. Let's not mix things, okay? We all know booze usually leads to a little bit of violence, but Corona, that's a different story. Yeah, Two man. Back things. Back when we were talking mad, mad shit about the coronavirus back in February, I was saying that the Balvenie Doublewood Scotch is going to kill the coronavirus because I was on a disgusting-ass train yeah. in New York City, and I was like, I didn't get it. Yeah. Uh, have they have they tested the Balvenie Doublewood Scotch? I don't know if they've, uh, they've been that specific in their testing practices. I think they need something else to try, right? Because no, they've been... They, yeah, they, they actually in the dark. They claim here that the World Health Organization has debunked the myth that killing alcohol can kill the dangerous virus. Oh, how did they debunk it? Did they get hammered and go out into coronavirus central to try have, to see if they get it? Have they tried every single kind of liquor to prove that none of it will actually work? Why do you think booze actually why it's been around for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years because it was used medicinally for a very long time. 
I want to know this World Health, Health Organization. Is it like Hogwarts? Are they all nerds? Or is it like a big? It's all. Party? It's all just fake news. It like it's all just fake news. Like where? Where does this place like live? Yeah, do they have like like office hours? Like, can you go and want... visit the World Health Organization and buy like a T-shirt? Is, is there a run... gift shop? Is it run by like a wizard named Dumbledore? Like, what? What's up with this? It seems like they. Uh... I don't know how kooky this is. Is this anything like the international? Um, uh, what is the soccer? FIFA. FIFA. Is there anything like FIFA? Where the guy, guy was holding the onion. The guy's holding the onion article up. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> I don't know where these guys are. Yeah. Any sort of these like international organizations just seem to be. They're all just real with like. Kind of corrupt and full of shit. Corruption. Useless. But like, why do we need WHO when we have the CDC? Right? Like, I don't know. Right. That's what I always wonder. I'm like, why do we listen to them anyway? I really wish we could audit the entire federal budget and see where all of our tax dollars are going to. Well, that because was it's, one of the reasons they're saying they want to not fund the World Health Organization is because they want to audit where the money that we've contributed to it goes and they won't let us or something. I don't know. Is that what it is? Something like that is going on. But World the World Health, Health? Organization... Let's see. Oh, I'm on Wikipedia. So that's is it. Like, is it Zurich? It's in Geneva. Oh, see, you do have to be in Switzerland somewhere. Switzerland. That's the world organiz- health org. That's the world money health organization. Yeah. Right. Damn. Of course, it's in Geneva. That makes perfect sense. Well, the Swiss have never been involved with some shady stuff, have they? <laughs> Chocolate never. skiing. No, it's it's wonderful there. Great they cheese. Shut that. They shut the hell up about every secret, though. I tell you, it's good. That's true. They know how to keep the goddamn mouth shut. <laughs> uh, you got to respect the Swiss for that. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, we got one more story here because, you know, why the hell not? And this is from, this is from Vox. And it's called, This is How America Drinks Now. With this... Like this. And with the whole, you know, lockdown that we're on, there's actually a really funny post from Ina Garten, uh, you know, the Barefoot Contessa lady from the Food Network. Such great stuff. She does make really awesome stuff. We have uh, a couple of her totally cookbooks. Not diet stuff, but totally delicious stuff. Dude, her, her like just roast chicken recipe, where, you know, mm. you throw in a couple lemons, some thyme, a bunch of butter. It's it's absolutely awesome. And you almost cannot mess it up. No, didn't great. She, she cooked for Clinton, right? She was in the uh, White House for doing Clinton, I think. Dude, I think she was like a physicist under Clinton. Like it wasn't even that she cooked for him. Like Damn. she was, she was, uh, she was doing something like, like high level science. Really? Yeah. Science, yo. She cooking meth? <laughs> yeah, Mr. White. <laughs> yes, <right>. science. <laughs> He's the White House meth cooker. Yeah. God damn. Yeah, well, she posted something where she's making like a, uh, was it a Cosmo? And it was like a giant pitcher. She used uh, a giant handle of Grey Goose and yeah, she makes mixed it good all up shit. for breakfast. That was pretty funny. But it starts off with that in the article. And then it talks about, you know, um, just in general, what Americans, like what we're up to. And it says, Americans are excessively eating, drinking, smoking pot, playing video games, and watching porn while quarantined. <laughs> surprise, surprise. The grand total, and this is for... I guess through the third week in March, they're saying alcohol sales were up 55%. Liquor and spirits sales were up 75%. Beer sales were up 42%. Wine sales up 66%. 
ready to drink cocktails for up 106%. Oh, wow. 24 to 30 packs of beer sales were up 90% and online alcohol sales were up 243%. And then, you know, one of the things they do obviously say here is they're not sure if this was uh, to stockpile or for immediate consumption because people didn't know how long things would be closed. You know, obviously bars are closed, restaurants are closed. I guess the first thing they did was panic and just buy a bunch of booze, which obviously understandable. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. And they were saying too that what's funny is that earlier this year, the biggest trend was less alcohol. You know, like the White Claws, all the the spiked seltzers, they were lower alcohol and that was overtaking beer. And now they said with this COVID-19 breakout, it was like the opposite. Like everyone just went to like hard alcohol, mixed drinks. (laughs) Well, because you got to stock up. Like, cause you don't know what's going to happen. I can get a big handle of vodka and gin and you know, that's easier to, to mix with something than, than having all this beer and white claw around. Yeah. Yeah. And they're saying that these online alcohol delivery platforms are really starting to blow up now. One of them is called Drizzly. They're based in Boston. I've heard about those guys for a while. Right? Yeah. Sales have increased 461% through March 30th. Damn. Another one is Minibar. Uh, they have seen a 75% increase and a 373% jump in new buyers. Damn. Yeah. And apparently, according to Minibar, their top seller is Oyster Bay Sauvignon Blanc, which is a white wine that typically retails for around 10 bucks. So decrease in orders of sparkling wine and champagne because this isn't a celebratory time. Uh, and a fun fact that Corona beer used to be in our top three or four beers and it's now number three. Damn. <laughs> Look at that. So people are thinking it's, you know, people are ironically purchasing it. I'm sure. That's the cure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to drink that Corona beer. And you know what? That's part of the reason why I'm doing my Prohib April because everyone's like, dude, I'm drinking all the time now. I'm at home, blah, blah, blah. I'm quarantined. I'm like, you know what? I have to be the freaking contrarian dickhead that i am so i'm like you know what fuck all you people i'm gonna ha- drink nothing i'm gonna drink my grass ass matcha tea i'm gonna have all my kombucha nonsense i was talking to somebody the other day and they're like this is the first time they've been over an extended period of time working from home and like man i got it, the hardest thing for me is getting into a rhythm and getting a schedule i'm like yeah i said i went through that too i said what you got to do is wake up like you're going to work change your clothes don't sit in your fucking house clothes though you know in your sleep clothes get into like different clothes and actually sit down, get ready for work. And, you know, maybe it's five minutes, but you get ready for work, brush your hair, whatever, and sit down at the fucking computer and work like a man. <laughs> See, I just could maybe pop up. pants on this time. That's I, just, I just could pop out of bed and start working. Like, I don't need this giant pomp and circumstance of showering and getting dressed and commuting. I just, I just start like fucking working. I like that separation of like, okay, I'm not going to be hanging out around the house because then I won't do any work. I'll just fucking goof off. All well, yeah, I have an office area. So when I'm in that area, I'm doing work. And if I'm with, you know, if I'm in the kitchen or the living room, then I'm with, you know, goofing around and, and playing with my family. So, yeah. no, you know, it's, it's where you are. Where you are is what kind of mode you're going to be in. And to finish up this article, there was a great tweet they had in this article. And uh, this lady, Sarah McCammon, posted, there is no longer AM and PM. There is just coffee time and wine time. (laughs) (laughs) It is really easy. When I first started working remote, like years ago, I was like, 
12 o'clock in the afternoon, let's have a beer at lunch. Let me have another beer after lunch. And, you know, pretty soon by the time I hit dinner time, I'm like two or three in, you know, very easy to get into that rhythm. You do that for like a week. You're like, all right, I'm going to turn into an alcoholic. I got to stop this shit. So yeah. that's when you got to draw the line, but like, all right, no alcohol until after work. Like you got to draw, you got to have rules. Dude, know? I still remember when I was working, you know, same company, a different job. I remember going out and having like two giant goddamn margaritas at lunchtime, like fishbowl margaritas and going back to work. So, you know, you could be in an those office getting hammered. Days. You could be at home getting hammered. You know, yeah. it's... Well, those are the good old days. All right. And that wraps up the old app right today. Let's go to Ski News. So some news has come out this week. Multi-levels of news on this one, right? Multi-levels of news. The good folks of Altera Mountain Company and their Icon Pass have made an announcement this past week. And if you are an Icon Pass holder, oh boy, are you in luck. They've announced that they are doubling, yes, doubling renewal discounts and extending the spring promotion for skiers and riders across the globe for winter 2020 slash 21. Mm. crickets 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 yeah so instead of having to buy your pass by april 22nd which was coming up next wednesday you now have through memorial day may 26th nice mm. day after memorial day to purchase your icon pass and as a showing of appreciation that's how they word it for all the 1920 icon pass holders your renewal discount has been doubled. What? Doubled. What? Yes. So instead of $100 per pass, it's now 200 per pass. Yeah. I'm looking Crickets. at their Facebook page and trying to get like all the comments because they're precious to read. Oh boy, that's got to be rough. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to pick out a few gems. Well, I will tell you one thing that was very disturbing and concerning to me was that you know Altera's they've they're trying to be the kind of counter but the same as Vail with the Epic Pass right and they've only been at it a couple years now I think it's been two this is the second year I believe of the Icon Pass maybe the third I think the second though and the economy was going really well. They they came out with this this company and this plan. They're buying up all these resorts. They're trying to uh, develop this portfolio of ski resorts, but they don't seem to have nearly the staff and support that Vale and, and Epic has. Their social media they posted on um, just on Twitter on March fifteenth that because of the coronavirus outbreak, we are shutting down all resorts. They didn't post a single thing until April 14th with this message about this extra discount for pass holders. I mean, left everybody hanging. You got to communicate with people. That's the number one rule of having a business. You got to let your customers know what you're up to. Let them know that you got their back. You're supporting them just that you're exist i mean they just money that's what it is you're you have you're in care of somebody's money you got you got to take care of that and we've talked to several people who are um livid would you say what's that livid like that's Uh, not even that that they're they're just 
they're involved clo- well they're involved closely with the mountains whether it be you know logistically or uh, working with them and they're saying getting in touch with anybody at these places has been impossible yeah i mean are these people just uh are they in are they in their Bilderberg quarantine somewhere in like the Alps? Are they on their yachts in international waters? Like you got to have your public relations on remotely doing shit. Cause dude, it's a bad look, man. It does. It just you, looks dude, bad. It looks unprofessional. It looks, it's like, you know, whenever you watch a movie and there's a, a big crisis situation and the leader panics and runs away instead of helping his people get through the problem. And then, you know, someone always steps up and becomes the new hero kind of thing. This, they, like people are are looking for some sort of anything right now, any sign of leadership, of hope, of strength, and yeah. Icon. They really had the opportunity to do that with this crisis situation to at least be like, "Hey, we're sorry, we're closed. You know, we had to shut the resorts down. This has been mandated by, you know, by the the governors of all the states we're operating in. We're going to do X, Y, and Z." to help alleviate this problem. We're going to help our local communities by doing food drives, by doing something, but they did not a goddamn thing. They yeah. just, they just, they just went Swayze on everybody. That's worse than saying you're going to do something that people don't like. Cause you haven't said anything. So that means I either don't care or I just don't care, you know, spot on. It's way um, worse to do nothing than to do something to so at least the, try. Let people so know you're there. Yeah. I mean, they're they're just turning their backs on all these goddamn ski communities that they keep saying, Hey, you know, we're in Mammoth and you know, we're in Stratton and we're here. Like they're, they're always, you know, jerking these places off. Like they're the most important places in the world to them. And then as soon as something goes to shit, they just completely bail on everybody. That is not a good look. Mm. So what's funny, what I find funny. So I'm on their Facebook, uh, um, profile now and people are posting, you know, I'm disappointed by all, you only offering a hundred dollars when over the half season canceled. It's a token gesture man, rather than a meaningful discount, something close to 50% would have been reasonable. And icon pass post. We do understand this is a non-refundable purchase for you and your family. So we appreciate that you may not be ready to purchase at this time. I see that same comment all over the place. So I'm like, did you have a bot answering this or did somebody think it was a good idea to send the exact same message to all these people that were pissed off? So a few people said, thanks for the discount. Um, one guy, $50 off. Sadly, I think I stick to Loveland. They offered full refunds and four packs can be used next season. So, yeah, you know, now they're going to get the comparison to what other people did. So because they said nothing, people were wound up waiting for it. And now they announced something and they're going to compare it to all the information that came out from other people already because they didn't wait. I wonder if they talk to any people outside their their little gold dome CEO and board members to actually talk to real people and find out what they're thinking and how they're feeling, what's expected. Yeah. Dude, I just wonder if this is just what they were planning to do or they failed to plan. Like it's just, it just seems weird and it's just sad. You know, you you have the ability to make people happy uh, doing something that they like and, you know, to not pay attention to anybody and address concerns is just bad. I mean, Mm -hmm. so besides that, so that was on the 14th. And today when we're recording it, today is the 17th at 623 PM. They released this email. That's prime time for people 
like looking for a press conference Friday right? night at 623. I mean, that's that's everybody's never going to get already. lost in everyone's email here. Yeah, everybody's already gone home. They're already drinking. They're having their virtual happy hour. <laughs> so they announced that to provide some value back to skiers and riders for the shortened 1920 winter season, Icon Pass recently announced their double renewal discounts. And today they're introducing the Adventure Assurance offering the 2020 slash 2021 Icon Pass holders the option to defer their adventure to winter 21-22. Hmm. So if you don't want to buy in for next season, you could buy in for the following season. So you're carrying your your discount. So it was, des- yeah, so it was designed to alleviate uncertainty and provide flexibility to the 2021 Icon Pass holders by offering the choice to defer adventure to the following season for any reason with no fee, regardless of the 2021 Icon Pass purchase date between September 10th and December 10th, 2020. Icon Pass holders can choose to defer the value of their 2020 21 icon pass towards any single icon pass product for the 21 22 season that is so confusing and so terribly worded like my head hurts just trying have to any read value it unless you bought a pass and decide not to use it is that what they're saying right so if you had a pass from this past year you want that extra double discount you could buy it and then just push it out to the next season that's uh, what it sounds like and not see it all next season you push it to the following I I guess like that's I, weird. Why? Dude, the way this Why? is all right. like this is this is a dumpster fire Why for not Icon double, right now. Why not give you a quadruple discount on next year and call it a day? You're right. buying this is like almost like a commodities market now. Like you you're buying like ski pass futures. Like I want to buy ski pass futures yeah. for 2025. Exactly. I mean, we, you know, if it, I've been in retail and I know when you offer certain types of discounts, you actually have to hold on to money or plan for certain money if you're going to carry it on. So now they're willing to carry it for two seasons instead of one. That's kind of weird. I don't know. It's extremely weird. Uh, this probably is... in their, be in their best interest just to give a bigger discount and let everybody buy their pass for next year and that's it. Yeah. Well, you know, we were talking about the evils of having this duopoly and having to commit to one of these passes and all the ugliness and uncertainty and problems, you know, kind of worst case scenarios are now actually starting to come to fruition. And now we're seeing what the worst case scenarios can look like. And it's frankly, it's it's ugly. It's really ugly. Wow. Yeah. So if you're an icon pass holder, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I guess some, it's all about perspective. If you're in the Northeast, if you're in the Northeast, Magic Mountain is lowering its prices. Boom. Magic Mountain again. A Magic shining, Mountain. a shining beacon among disgusting gr- corporate greed and putting skiers second. Magic, Magic Mountain keeping it independent, complete, keeping it real. The beautiful right. thing about, you know, where skiing still has a soul, man. I, uh, we are big fans of Magic Mountain and uh, our friend Jeff, who, who runs the company over there. Yeah. And actually, I like what they, what they say in this is your season pass is a sign of your belief that there is a real need for the Northeast for a new, unique, independent throwback ski experience like Magic. Perfect. 
right? Yep. And they actually address, you know, with the new stresses on dealing with COVID-19, small businesses like ours, we appreciate your support to deal with it, uh, to, in dealing with its effects. And more than ever, season passes will help us pay uh, for our employees to maintain and improve the infrastructure this off season. So thank you all from, from us here at Magic. You know, and then they announced in there that they're lowering the season pass prices up to 10% um, for early bird sales. They're doing early bird pricing for the Vermonter passes. They're going to reduce those by 5%. Um, so they're, you know, they're cutting their prices a little bit for next season because they know, hey, you know, we want to we want to help you out to help us out, which is great. Dude, if you are a local Vermont resident, you can get a season pass at magic for $289. See, that's throwback skiing, man. That's awesome. You would be a goddamn fool not to get that. Yeah. And they have teacher rated... they have teacher prices, so if you're a Vermont teacher, oh, yeah. $189 bucks for the season. If you're a parent of a, a a child in school, 189. If you're a local, if you have a a, a child and you're local, 94 bucks for the season. Like yeah. this is the way it's supposed to be. This is yeah. the way you make people fall in love with skiing. You have a resort like Magic, which is a super fun mountain with the right pricing to get people where they can actually go or a family of four or five can actually go and afford to ski together instead of these like ridiculous veil prices of 215 bucks a day for a lift ticket. You can get your whole family with a great day of skiing and lunch for that price at magic. Crazy. It's just, it's the way it's supposed to be. It's the yeah. way like we as kids, when we went skiing, that, that's what it was like. You could actually yeah. go as a family together. You know, not this this bullshit conglomerate epic icon nonsense that everything has become. Yeah, it's it's really, it's good to see like, and this is the competition that people are going to have to uh, take in consideration when they look at skiing next year, right? You know, and this is the, the trouble the icon, the epic are going to have ongoing is when you don't handle... You know, you're the you're the bigger one in the market when you don't handle things properly or at least let people know you're handling things in the way they believe they should be handled. You're going to have to deal with competition. And I think this is great competition and magic should, you know, if you're like you said, if, if you're a knucklehead and you don't care, just, you know, like a lemming, jump into one of the epic or icon and you're going to get what you get. You might get screwed, you know, but well, also to magic and hey, you know what you're going to get. And, you know, like with, with this icon pass thing, you're saying, you know, you don't give any communication for a month and you're like, Hey, we're giving you a discount, but still give me a thousand bucks and, uh, you know, everything will be fine. Yeah. So you're asking someone for a thousand bucks and you don't have the confidence, the leadership to, to kind of give anybody any sort of comfort over this last month. Like yeah. that's a tall order. Yeah, and a lot with of magic were originally when they when they closed their, everything, people were just like, "What's going on?" Like, so a lot of people were had a lot of anxiety. Let's put it that way. People wanted, yes, yeah, some sort of uh, someone to at least tell them something, some yeah. sort of leadership, and they just they just did not do that. And you got, you know, the folks at Magic, they've been posting online every day. They're sending out these great messages. They're showing that they actually have people's backs. They want to support their community. They're helping them out. They've 
they've been doing the um the goggles for docs they were showing the the setup they have there so they're dropping off people drop off goggles and they're bringing them down to to hospitals in new york city and boston where they need them They're, they're doing everything right at magic which is i mean i could not support this place anymore i love what they're doing oh yeah so huge shout out to magic mountain and speaking of the good old epic pass yeah this is going right in hey you know what we need segue to segue to segue you know what we goddamn need we need some lawsuits going on here now i'm surprised nobody sued anybody yet we need (laughs) i mean it's it's just the american way isn't it i want to sue everybody now what the hell i want to sue everybody why not yeah right California man starts class action lawsuit against Vail Resorts for unused Epic Pass days. I want to know how this is filed with the court because it would be great if it was the the people versus Epic in the Epic lawsuit, right? Yeah, right. So a California man is launching a class action lawsuit against Vail Resorts after they shut down all their ski resorts due to the coronavirus pandemic. Filed on April 10th, the plaintiff claims that Vail Resorts has made the unconscious, uh, unconscionable decision to retain its millions of customer pass holder fees while closing 100% of its mountain resorts. Hmm. Brian Hunt of San Ramon, California, bought his Tahoe local value epic pass for 499 bucks in june of 2019 the pass promised mountain access from october 2019 to june 2020 as long as there was snow mr hunt claims he would not have purchased the pass had he known that he would not have access to any of the resorts if i knew that there was going to be a fucking worldwide pandemic there's no way i would have purchased this pass of course your honor had i known there was hey bro i wouldn't have bought these stocks here if i thought if i uh, you know knew there was going to be a pandemic they go down in price yeah i would have gotten out of the stock market i would have pulled my 401k out had i known there was yeah. a pandemic coming Oh, my God. Yes. So Mr. Hunt is unhappy that Vail Resorts have retained his full payment while their resorts sit closed. Man. Yeah, that's uh, kind of dicky, but yeah. what are you going to do? So the middle, court docket... His es- name is C. Let's put it that way. Ayo. Ayo. The court docket estimates that the class action lawsuit could cost Vail Resorts in excess of $5 million, including interest and costs. The document adds that there are hundreds of thousands of customers nationwide that purchase passes that are unable to be used. In the scheme of things, what is $5 million to a company like Vail Resorts? It's nothing really, especially to keep their customers happy and the good PR that would come from it, but it would certainly set a dangerous precedent. That it would. That yep. it would. Man. Yep. Crazy. So, well, we'll see. I'm, I'm sure that's not the end of some suing or something going on. Because the people that make the lion's share on these class action lawsuits are the lawyers. So Always the goddamn lawyers. Yup. And the person that, that starts the lawsuit, they they're, they usually make the, the most amount on it. And then everybody else gets little... Here, you get 25 10 bucks. bucks back. Yeah. yeah, 10 bucks. Exactly. Yeah, if you've ever been part of one of those class action lawsuits, they're saying something in the mail, like you may have purchased blah, blah, blah on so-and-so, and you get a check for like $3.18. Oh, dude, I got one for like, it was like 
like 60 cents. I'm like, why even send me a check? Just tell me how we, we found him guilty and you're not getting shit. I would have been like, all right, at least justice was served. But like they send you, they actually go through the trouble of sending you that stupid little check. And it's like, it's a slap in the face because you know, the lawyers made, you know, two, you know, $3 million on that stupid, on that lawsuit just by, by bringing it in. Um, yeah. Right. It's crazy. You know, but Hey, whatever. We'll see what happens. All right, so there's a um, pretty sad story here. Back uh, backcountry tour killed in Colorado avalanche yesterday, which is the fifth avalanche fatality in Colorado this season. Um, so near uh, Silverthorn, um, there was the fifth avalanche fatality of the season. Um, avalanche danger was rated uh, moderate, and on Wednesday, uh, from the preliminary report, and they're saying a group of backcountry tours were involved in an avalanche um, ascended to the east summit of Red Peak uh, west to the town of Silverthorn and they began their descent of a Kular locally known as Oh What Big Eyes You Have <laughs> uh, on the north side of uh, of the point during the descent they triggered a small avalanche and the avalanche sent one of the riders through the Kular and into the valley below he sustained fatal injuries so um, Summit County Rescue Group and Sheriff responded, um, and they said they said they'll they'll publish more information as more becomes available. So, um, and one of the scary things about that is, you know, the skiers they were all experienced, well versed in backcountry travel, properly equipped, beacons, shovels, probe poles. Yeah, um, and one of the individuals had skied this route on a previous occasions, so it's not like they were just noobs doing it. I mean, I'm sure they're not supposed to be out there, uh, you know, in, in a way, you know, I'm, um, I feel bad for them, but in a way I'm a little, I, I get a little bit angry because when you put your, yourself at harm's way just to have enjoyment, um, you're also taking up resources from people that are dealing with the pandemic that's going on and for, you know, the fact that they had to go and save or look for one person. Uh, might have jeopardized the life of multiple people that are sick right now. So uh, just keep that in mind if you if you think about doing something like this. Um, try to stay safe, and you know I don't know what to say. It's just uh, you got to be a little bit more aware of everything. A little less selfish these days, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, I, hey, I agree. Have fun, but if you're going to do something where you could get into some stuff, I mean, you got to think about even. Even if it, even if you're not expecting to get into trouble, you know, like these people. Well, no I'm one sure. expects to get into trouble. Everyone, everyone's always yeah. an expert. Everyone knows what they're doing, and then yeah, and it's moderate, you know, moderate avalanche uh, risk. But but still, you know, um, there's a lot of people that got mobilized to, you know, go look for that person that could have been, you know, working to help, you know, and I'm sure they were on, you know, many hour shifts, and they had to go out to try to rescue a skier that had mm -hmm. a, a choice on whether or not to go out. So, um, you know, the other option is to just say, Hey, you're on your own. And, uh, unfortunately we don't do that in this country. So, uh, you may have put other people at risk. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate because as they're reporting in the university of Virginia today, exercise may protect against deadly COVID-19 complications 
research suggests. It's kind of funny how it's just opposite of what everybody's doing now. Like we're all fucking sitting at home, not getting an exercise, you know? Eh, not everybody. Most, a lot of people are still, uh, are still banging it out. Yeah. I mean, Which, it's, we'll I'm talk saying about. it's funny cause I'm sure there's people that aren't, but it's like, it's, Hey, you know what would help? Yeah. If you got out and exercise more. Yeah. Regular exercise may reduce the risk of acute respiratory distress syndrome, a major cause of death in patients with the COVID-19 virus, a top exercise researcher reports. He's urging people to exercise based on his findings, which also suggest a potential treatment approach. A review by Zen Yan of the University of Virginia School of Medicine showed that medical research findings strongly support the possibility that exercise can prevent or at least reduce the severity of ARDS, which affects between 3 and 17% of all patients with COVID-19. Based on available information, the Federal Centers of Disease Control and Prevention estimates 20 to 42% of patients hospitalized for COVID-19 will develop ARDS. The range for patients admitted to intensive care is estimated at 67 to 85%. Cool. Those are big numbers. Yes. Research conducted prior to the pandemic suggested that approximately 45% of patients who develop severe ARDS will die. Mm. All you hear now is either social distancing or ventilator as if all we can do is either avoid exposure or rely on a ventilator to survive if we get infected, Jan said. The flip side of the story is that approximately 80% of confirmed COVID-19 patients have mild symptoms with no need of respiratory support. The question is why? Our findings about endogenous antioxidant enzyme provide important clues and have intrigued us to develop a novel therapeutic for ARDS caused by COVID-19. So yeah, it's saying that cardiovascular exercise is is a creates a powerful antioxidant that helps prevent you from succumbing to a virus like the coronavirus. Hmm. Yeah. And one thing he mentions it, Another quote here I liked that he said, we cannot live in isolation forever. He said, regular exercise has far more health benefits than we know. The protection against the severe respiratory disease condition is just one of the many examples. I mean, it's one of those things that's kind of in your face, but you don't think about too often. People who exercise tend to be healthier. You know, people who sit around, never get outside, never get any vitamin D or sun. They're the ones who always seem to have a billion ailments. Yeah, it's it's kind of expected, right? But mm -hmm. it's good to see they did some study on it. Yeah, with this whole coronavirus, you're hearing so many folks, you know, there's a bunch of NBA players that have had it. Idris Elba, you know, the the actor who's also, you know, pretty a pretty badass athlete, he had it. But these yeah. people are just getting over it. It's not like they are, you know, on respirators in the ICU. They're just getting it. They're getting sick for a few days and they're recovering like they would from anything else. Yeah. Certain people with certain, you know, other ailments, other can, you know, pre-existing conditions, they're the ones who are, are suffering more. But, you know, if you're uh, at least capable of getting out there and moving around and, and getting some exercise, it's amazing what that does for you. And that's part of, you know, part of the beauty of skiing is that you're getting out there, you're having exercise, you're getting adrenaline, you're having fun, you're hanging out with your friends. And Hey, if you're doing some touring as well, some uphill travel, some, um, you know, some back countries, you're doing even more. And 
that's part of the reason why it's so much fun because it's exercise, but it's also just really enjoyable. Yeah, so it's, it's a lot of fun. fun so if you want to read the exercise, if you want to read the full article, we'll have the links in the show notes, which you can check out at skibumpodcast.com. And then last up, we have uh, air pollution drops 30% in the Northeast U.S. as coronavirus lockdown slows travel. Uh, this is according to NASA. They've been examining the atmospheric levels of nitrogen dioxide air pollution, and they're saying it's gone down 30% in March compared with the same period last y- year, um, mainly due to the wake of the coronavirus lockdowns. So um, they're Influence, you know, the dioxide levels, nitrogen dioxide levels are primarily influenced by car and truck emissions and electricity production. Um, And they've also declined over major polluting cities such as Seattle, L.A., Atlanta, New York and Chicago. So they say, you know, keep it chill. Don't start celebrating some short term benefits of the air pollution drop. Uh, because they'll probably rebound once the pandemic restrictions are lifted. But I got to say, you know, we've seen this, you know, down here in Florida, we have dolphins and, and seal coming into like areas that never, I mean, we see a lot of dolphin around all the time, but now they said you're seeing them all over the place. There's been reports of, you know, Venice with the, uh, a lot of pollution that they get due to tourism, uh, they're seeing dolphin and, and wildlife come to their, um, you know, their waters as well. So uh, I think it's interesting to see, like, you know, how much we really fuck up the environment that we're around. Um, you know, th- if there's ever been an example right now with the pandemic and with the lockdown, we could see full well, like, how how bad we are to the environment. So. I think it's something to take after after this is all over and people start going back to doing things. I think we need to do them gently. Well, it's also, yeah, like you said, you know, we we are the ones who are really taxing the resources of this planet. And, you know, the driving, the cars, the commuting, buses. All the travel, you know, air travel. All the tra- you know. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at this particular, you know, this image right here and it's showing the Northeast and... You know, in New Jersey here, and New York especially, there's just this giant dark black dot over, yeah. you know, showing all of the amount of molecules in the air. And uh, and that's better than it was. So can you imagine what it... That's better than it was, yeah. I mean, that's with a 30% drop. Like, that's pretty crazy. Like, that's a center of, like, a lot of crap right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing how much we just put into the air just with air travel, with cars, with commuting. And, you know, again, we, we can't live this way forever. You know, we're all going to go crazy and, you know, we're not really accustomed to that or built for that at this point. But I think, you know, I kind of mentioned it earlier about how I'm trying to be a little more cognizant of my consumption and being more efficient and less wasteful. I think this is, uh, hopefully, at least temporarily, I think this is going to kind of all of us make us pause and and look at what we consume and where we consume and how much we, how much, how much resources we really can hog up as one single person and, and kind of think about how much of it's really necessary. I mean, Hey, I don't have a private jet. I don't fly as much as I really would like to, 
But to have all these like celebrity dickheads be like, you know, we have to like, uh, we have to watch all of our air travel yeah. and we need to lower our carbon footprint. And they're all fucking flying private jets to private some, jet. you know, right. jerk off eyes wide shut party in Geneva, probably hosted <laughs> by the World Health Organization. Eyes you know, jerk shut. These people are going to tell us like how we're supposed to live our lives and they're just, you know, complete hypocrites. Yeah. So, yeah well, it think, happens all the time. And then even the, these podcast influencers, some of them are full of shit too. I mean, you know, listen to us. Exactly. We're pretty full of shit. Go back to this map here, which is showing like New York, New Jersey and, you know, over New York city, especially all the, uh, the molecules in the air. I mean, a lot of that I'm sure is people, you know, buses and cars commuting into New York city. It's all poop. <laughs> a good part of it. Probably. <laughs> I wonder how much of this is going to, can be tweaked now. If people are starting to realize that their jobs are, are able to be done remotely. And yeah. if people stop valuing having to live by New York City or commute to New York City or Boston or Chicago, you know, people are like how stupid it is to commute, right? You spend anywhere. So even like I work with people, there's, there's somebody in India I work with and I was talking to him the other day and he's like, yeah, he's like, I spent three hours commuting to work every day. Three freaking hours. I'm that An asshole hour right now in New back. Jersey. You do that in New Jersey. I'm like, that's that's insane. So you spend three hours commuting when you would gladly give an extra half hour to your work employer just to say, hey, I don't want to drive. Dude, I'm giving an extra hour right now. Damn. So I can avoid having a fucking commute that's, that's with this whole um, working from home. Yeah. Yeah. Something's got to change, I think. And this is bringing things to light. Yeah. Things are definitely going to change. And I'm I'm excited and concerned about that because, you know, we've talked about it in the past. We talked about it with our, our buddy Nick a few weeks ago. And it kind of leads into our, our main topic as well. If we do have the option to live anywhere. Whistler. Revelstoke. <laughs> where do you go? You know, like that's something to think about. And so, see where I'm coming from is you got to go West Coast to get that three hours so you can actually work a full day, quit at one o'clock and hit the, the slopes midweek, one to close or 12 to close if you can work that out. Yeah, that's not a bad way to look at things. So, you know, our main topic is pretty, uh, it's pretty loosey goosey today. We'll be honest about it. Hey, we're you just... Know, we're, we're just kind of talking about what he's doing in Corona, Corona times. Well, yeah, we're going to talk about, you know, what we've been up to, what we're, what we're doing. Um, but one thing I've, I've been thinking a lot about, you know, with this whole working remote is, yeah, where do you go? And I'm actually trying to put together an algorithm for finding the perfect place. Because last week, I don't know, we talked about Crested Butte and the possibility of being thrown in jail if you're a non-resident who's in Crested Butte right now. <laughs> and I was yeah. doing a little bit of research because I, I, if you didn't see my Instagram post, I don't know, Mario, did you see it? Of the, the picture I, I posted of us? Yes. The orange diamonds or the new black awesome. diamonds? Yeah. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> that deserved way more likes. Fucking Crested Butte, you should have responded. I, I posted like three times and I tagged you and you gave no response. Uh, you're probably too busy locking people up right now. That's where they're chasing people. But, you know, I looked it up and, uh, you know, I was looking for some information on it and I'm just curious to see what their, their vertical was. And one of the articles that came up, I saw it was, what's the better Colorado ski town, Telluride or Crested Butte? And they kind of gave the different attributes, comparisons. And of course, the article was written by a local paper around Crested Butte. It's like the 
the Gunnison Tribune or, or whatever. So obviously they were showing all the more favorable stuff to Crested Butte and, you know, of course, yeah. pointing out its, its strength. And I just Can't started looking. Can't look to tell you, Ride. Just saying. Well, I, then I just started going in there. I'm like, okay, let me, let me just check out, go on Zillow and see some of the different housing prices, Crested Butte versus Telluride. And Telluride is just, dude, it's so expensive. Like it's like, it's, you can barely get anything for under a million dollars in Telluride. Damn. But then I started looking at some of the towns outside of there. Cause you know, we've driven there. There's not a whole lot between when you're driving down that, if you fly into Montrose and then drive into Telluride, there's just nothing, not much along the way. But there's a couple of little tiny towns that are, well, you along know, the way, 30. there's that giant ranch. What is it? Um, the Ralph Lauren Ranch. The Ralph right? Lauren Ranch. Holy crap. Just land yeah. after land. Yeah. So I just started looking and there was, there was a, a house for sale. I think it was, it was expensive. I think it was either, Seven ninety five or eight ninety five, but it was like thirty five acres. You had views of of Telluride from there. It was nice. it was maybe like a like a half an hour drive. You so was, landing strip. You got your bunker. Like you don't even need to dude, fucking leave that place. You could do what, and it was it was really really nice. It was you beautiful. You need to go out and get milk. You got cows. You got your own milk cows on the on running around the prairie right there. Yeah. It was a it was a really nice house too. Like it was beautiful. The views were incredible. You had tons of space. I think it was like fourteen hundred dollars in taxes too for the year. Like something just crazy. Um, but one thing that was weird about it, it was on a, a particular road. It wasn't on the main drag. It was on a. I think it was still considered a county road. It had like a weird number, and I'm trying to look it up now. I hope I can find it. It was near Placerville which is sort of west northwest of Telluride and there was here's the road it's got like a it's called S what is this um looking it up looking it up here it is it's called 58P that's the name of the road hmm. and it says closed from January through May so i'm thinking i'm like if i live on that road Obviously, I need to be able to travel on it, right? You should, yeah. There's probably a different road, or there's probably access for people that need access. You'd think, right? Or like you need a special kind of vehicle. Like, dude, I'll I'll get Helicopter. whatever kind of I'll get whatever kind of off road vehicle I need. Like, if I need some sort of jacked up on your car, there treads on a Wrangler, you know, exactly. or but yeah, it's called 58P the road. And if so, it's funny because you look at it on. Google Maps to try to see the time. I was like, okay, how long does it take to get from this house to the gondola at Telluride? Nice. And of course, the realtors, you know, the the page in the Zillow listing, the realtors like, oh, it's like twenty five minutes to Telluride, no big deal. Then you look at it on Google Maps, and it's like, oh, this road is closed. You got to go up this way and wrap around, and yeah. it's like an hour. Twenty five minutes in the summer when everything's open. With yeah, no right. traffic. Yeah, and then I'm like, all right, you know what? So part of my algorithm would be, okay, there's got to be a multiplier for distance. So if you're within a half an hour, it's, it's, it makes it way more desirable if, you know, and as you get further out, like 45 minutes, still pretty high after it's over an hour as your main resort, that's when the value of the town you're looking at drops tremendously. 
All right, so how about this for an idea, right? Instead of buying something and putting roots, Genghis Khan that shit. Set up yurts, set up your yurt village, and just keep moving around. You want to do well, Telluride this week? You want to do something else next week? Just well, that was village. one of my other ideas was, you know, just getting the sprinter van. You know, get the jacked yeah. up sprinter van and kind of yurts, bouncing man. around. Yurt it up. You got cash. You, you're supporting some butlers. They could set up the yurt for you. I'm trying to I'm trying to be a little more pragmatic about it, but yeah, I was like, okay, you know, it would be cool to do the van to figure out where you're gonna go, you know, to to do the whole calculation and the yeah. process. Have the van, have your like 15 spots. Spend you know f- you four gotta, to six do the days. Full mobile home, though. You gotta do the motorhome, like the giant one, the bus. Uh, you sound like Andrea right now. <laughs> I'm like, I, I could do it in a sprinter. Are nice, man. The sprinter vans are right, but you're a little cramped. The bus is like luxury. You could have like a, I mean, those things are pretty baller. Yeah. They're also probably like a hundred grand each, you know, for. Dude, a, the sprinters ain't the cheap ones. I was looking at were 180 grand. Oh yeah. You could spend a lot on the, the big, the giant ones too. Yeah. But you know, I was thinking too, like full on party mode. I was inspired too by the, you know, Glenn Plake and his down home tour. Yeah, we were uh, watching the last Warren Miller movie last weekend, Timeless, and you know, starts off with with Glenn Plake being uh, getting his PSIA certification, and they're up at uh, uh, where are they Mustang Powder, and they're skiing up there, and you know, I just started doing research and watching some videos on him, and you know, talking about his down home tour, he just goes and just finds little local ski resorts all over the place, doesn't announce it, just shows up and hangs out with people and skis and, and talks. Nice. And uh, he's got a, a truck that he had converted a bunch of years ago that he drives around, has a full like ski shop in the bottom, like a tuning shop. Nice. And they sleep up in the top part. And he must have a driver, I would think. Um, yeah. But I'm like, that's, that's so cool. Just kind of like bounce around for a couple months. And then, yeah, again, not just buy something somewhere because you think you want to live there, but be able to cruise around and check out your spots and, and really at least kind of figure out what your, what your vibe is. I mean, I have a general idea yeah. where I'd want to be, but to really experience it and, and check it out would be, would well, be ideal. You know, you're talking about now, like if you have the means and the ability to pick up and just go wherever, right now it opens up a whole lot of things. Like if I had to do a central base, I mean, the, my timing for my job, if I'm talking, keeping the same thing, um, it's on East coast time. So if you go West coast, you can actually do like a half day, you know, you work early morning to, to midday and then you're off early and you can kind of enjoy where you're at, you know? Mm-hmm. So there, there's benefits to it. Um, My know. thing is though, I don't even want a job anymore. Like I, I want to get this podcast generating some revenue so that we can just freaking ski and not worry about having a nonsense nine to five bullshit waste of time job yeah because all they're doing is planning to fire us that's it pretty that's all much they're doing. yeah it's you know oh well, we have to keep them they keep you the next month you know that's yeah happens. i'm just a burden on the system yeah i know it so let me ask you what have you been doing in quarantine have you been watching a lot of a lot of stuff a lot of netflix a lot of hbo porn like what's going on what's dude i have tv doing stuff outside what dude, do you do? i haven't watched anything i have to be honest i really? just i don't have time to watch anything so i usually get up i 
try to help out with Benjamin in the morning, have, hang out with him for a little bit, go to work, like do my work stuff. I will tell you my favorite thing about working from home. I don't, don't remember if I mentioned it last week. I have weights all over the house. Nice. So in my office upstairs, I have two 50 pound dumbbells. And if I'm on a conference call, I'll just put it on speaker and I'll just go do like farmer carries with them. Just walk around for a couple for like a minute and I'll, I'll come back. My arms are killing me. I'll do some bang out some, some quick deadlifts with them. Nice. Uh, I have a pull up bar in my office. I do push ups. I do like uh, body weight squats. I will tell you the best thing, what I have been doing, and I've been talking about this for years and never, never did it. I finally started doing some yoga. I do nice. the, I, I found a, uh, like an online program and it's, it's like half an hour. I do it about four or five times a week. Dude, it, it's just, it's crazy how much it just changes the way you work out. Cause I'm used to just doing regular, you know, squats, lunges, deadlifts, all that stuff that you, you always do when you, you work out your legs, but yeah. to, to do these poses and hold them and like it stretches you and elongates you and makes you move in ways that are uncomfortable and difficult. I, I, I can't believe how much I'm enjoying it. Like it, it sucks and it's not fun at times, but the way you just, you you feel like your body is like going to be moving better after doing this. So yeah. I've been doing, you know, that yoga and again, just some, a lot of body weight stuff and trying to run around with my, you know, with Benjamin outside. And I, I've been feeling great and the, haven't been drinking all month. So I've just been nice. just busy, busy, Very busy, nice. busy. How about you? Busy. Well, um, you know, there's a uh, Bodie is 13. He's never seen Harry Potter. I'm like, who, what kid hasn't huh. seen Harry Potter? So we started watching, uh, I got the, I rented like the first two videos and then I realized my sister had the set. So I'm like, I just borrowed it from her and we've been watching. So he already raced through them. He started watching. He's like, Oh, these are great. And watched them all. And then we're going back because Melanie hasn't seen them all. So like, um, you know, we're kind of, getting her to watch them so we can talk about stuff or say, you know, cause that's one of the things you realize, like if you all don't see the same thing and you make a, a joke or a comment or something, like, you all don't get it. So it's kind of like, you want to make sure we're all on the same page. Different so. reference points. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, so we're watching, we're going through that now. Um, let's see, he watched black sales. I've been home with him a lot. She's been still working, going out. I'm still working. He's doing school here. So, uh, we got like, all online community going on during the mornings. Um, and then uh, I've been, you know, hanging out with him, like throwing a football around, you know, bike riding here and there. Uh, and then two day, days ago, we just got our new Peloton bike. So look at you. I did. I only did one ride so far, but I'm still setting things up. Got a nice little setup here. I could show you right in the office here. There's the Peloton right there. Bam. Look at that. Fancy. Right by the TV, so I could stream, you know, yoga or stretching there, and I could stream to the other TV in the living room. So uh, it's going to prove, I think, going to prove uh, very helpful, especially for, you know, Melanie and I and Bodie. Uh, we're trying to get him to do some yoga and stuff too. So I think we'll be streaming some yoga and stretching. Uh, we also got a slide board, you know, the hockey slide board. So, oh, nice doing that now too i'm looking at trying to get some rollerblades uh so just to keep busy like just do stuff like i don't honestly after all this is over i already was a little bit germaphobic and i already had issues going to the gym because it's like a 
pretty dirty. There's people that spit and like, it's just not, not necessarily that clean. I see people use stuff. They don't wipe it down. They sweat on things. It's just like, I don't know. That's just me. Um, so, you know, after this whole quarantine's over, I mean, I see maybe me just doing a lot more bike riding outside, doing the Peloton and I got some weights and stuff around here that I do. So I still see me going to the gym, but not, maybe not as often. I'm actually looking at the possibility of getting one of those, um, you know, the Bowflex weights that you can adjust, get the barbells. I mean, the dumbbells. The dumbbells. Yeah. Dumbbells. Yeah. So I'd love to get one, but they're expensive as shit. They're really expensive. Yeah. I, I think like, I didn't uh, realize they were that expensive. I think our buddy Rich has those because I know he posts on uh, on Instagram sometimes. Yeah. I know they have other brands, and and then there's you know. So I think I'm actually going to start looking at the uh, you know pre-owned the used stuff because uh, weights are weights. You got to paint them and just use them. You know, that's what Andrea did. She wanted them for Christmas this year. So yeah. this past year, she uh, we found a. I think she found either a Facebook marketplace. Yeah. Facebook marketplace ad for a weight tower. So she had gotten a couple of garage sales, you know, like 15 pounds and 10 pounds. And then uh, she wanted bigger weights. So we got the 20, 30, 40, 50, the tree. And uh, like I said, I I keep thirties around. I'll bang out some, some bicep curls, do some shoulder presses. Then I have the 50 pounds. I do the the farmer, farmer walks with those. Um, uh, I ordered that aero ski thing, which I'm still waiting for. Ah, and okay. I got an email this morning saying that they have high volume on customer service calls, but they're happy to inform us that inventory has finally arrived oh, and nice. that units will ship out Monday. Ooh, so that I should be getting my tracking details. Because I got to tell you, I've had some shitty Instagram product buying experiences. I ordered one yeah. of those like massage like gun things. Yeah. And I still haven't goddamn got it. I ordered it in February. Now the massage gun, it's that, that pulser thing, right? Yeah. I got another one off of Amazon probably like six or eight months ago. I think the thing is great. It's, um, it's just more of a wand thing and it pulses from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I tell you, I use it on my neck and my back. Cause I have, I still go to a chiropractor, uh, for my neck and back and it's, it's great, but I do that. And I also have the massage chair, that massage chair I got from sharper image when I got it, it was probably like two or 300 bucks. Like it's a nice, it's meant for, you put it in a chair and it does actually the kneading, you know, mm-hmm. um, this was the kneading shiatsu or whatever. So it does like the kneading and everything. I'll fall asleep in that thing. It shuts off after nice. like 15 minutes, but <laughs> that thing I've had for well over 10, maybe 15 years now. And it's paid for itself. Uh, so between that and then the massager, I have the rollers. I got the vibrating roller, the regular roller, you know, the foam rollers. Um, it's I have every little gadget. And I tell you what, it's great when I use them. Oh, nice. It keeps me from getting my, whenever my herniated, uh, I have a herniated uh, disc in my neck and uh, it keeps it from herniating. It's It puts it back into alignment. Oh, wow. It's actually keeps pretty good so. yes yeah see, i keep we we have so many different back things because andrea she thinks she has sciatica but she's never gone to a chiropractor and yeah. i'm like i'm like stop self-diagnosing like could you just go somewhere and like find go to out a chiropractor go to a chiropractor you, you go to a good chiropractor and you will notice the benefits in in a few trips i mean i've done everything i've done acupuncture acupuncture helps it's great but 
it's expensive for, I don't know, the, the benefit you get out of it. Um, you do get a benefit. Uh, chiropractors help me a lot. I mean, that's part of I'm doing yoga too. I'm trying like the yoga is great for your back. Yep. Helps again, stretch everything out, put everything yeah. back in alignment. And we also uh, have the, uh, the teeter, the, um, inversion table. Uh, I had one of those, which is cool. too much room. I had to get rid of it. They fold up though, which is nice. Yeah. I mean, I had it, it was just taking up too much room and I got rid of it. I'm surprised this bike isn't taking up as much room as I thought. Yeah. That stupid inversion table took up as much room as the bike. Let's put it that way. Yeah, they're they're not small. But right now I have it in my office. So again, I have my weights. In my, I'm in the office working. If I'm bored or on a conference call, I can just invert. I can do pull-ups. I can do push-ups. I got my weights. So That's awesome. Yeah, it's just... Uh, you know, the funniest thing is when I moved into this place a year and a half ago... You um, thought you had so much goddamn space, didn't you? Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> but when I moved in, I saw that there was like a pull-up bar and I was like, all right, I don't give a shit. I'll, I'll use it. I'll leave the pull-up bar up, right? That freaking pull-up bar is great. It's actually one that comes down and it has, it's in a regular pull-up position and then it actually comes down and it can go low. So you could do like, you could do pulls, you know, reverse like um, uh, push-ups and you can do like other stuff on it. I'm like, this thing is great. And do I'm we like, have that in our Hoboken place? That's what we had in our, our bedroom doorway. Yeah. I love and, that thing. This thing was installed and it was here and I never touched it. I was like, I just painted around and I was like, it looks pretty new. I'll just leave it. And it doesn't funny. really get in the way or anything. It's just kind of there. No, but it's like, I would have never thought to put one there, but I'm so glad it's there. And I'm like, it was the little bonus, the gem of a bonus that I never realized. And even Bodie uses it. He's like using it to do pull-ups. I'm like, this is perfect. You know? Dude, and pull-ups are such a great exercise because you can do pull-ups, you can do chin-ups, you can move your arms, your hands at different distances away. I mean, it's... yeah. They're tough. And you can do like, even if you can't do a pull up, you can like just hang on there and uh, it gets to the point where you can do them. I used to stretch my back out. That's also a great way to do it. It's good for I'll your shoulders. And mm -hmm. I'll, I'll just rock a little bit and just my back just goes pop, pop. Like it's great. Yeah. Um, so have you had, have you had a best or worst purchase that you've made during this quarantine period? You know, that's a rough one because I am buying shit every day on Amazon because <laughs> I'm home and I'm like, oh, I need a little hook for that thing. Boom, I'll order it on Amazon. I need a little thing here. like, And I've, I've really fixed up a lot of stuff. I tell you what, in the last, so the best purchase I think I have to say is I've changed one, two, three, four, four. Um, I have ceiling fans in a lot of rooms and the light kit that they came with, you know, that was in here. Mm -hmm. It gave off light. It was like more spotlight stuff. And it sucked for like, you know, you're sitting there, you want like nice lighting. And I never realized, I never really thought that much about lighting in a room. Um, but if you have shitty lighting, you notice it. So oh, yeah. I got rid of four, I replaced four of these ceiling light um, light kits on the ceiling fans. And now I'm like a, a pro at it. I'll go in and just like bop, 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 bop. And just, you know, the first one, of course, you take a long time on. But that was my best purchase because in the living room, the, the light, we would put it on and it felt like you were being, you know, um, like the cops were like questioning you. <laughs> it was horrible. There was some stand-up comedian who did a whole bit about that. Like if you don't, one of the, the best things we had installed in our, um, we installed in our kitchen was the dimmer switch. Yeah. Because I, I hate. I hate having all the lights on. I like having things a little more mellow, a little light, like less light. Yeah. Like, 
Andrea will put on every light in the house. And it's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, we're not in this room. Like, I don't want people peering in and knowing what I'm doing. Like, I want things <laughs> dim. I want things yeah. not bright at all. And if, yeah, like you said, if you have a room that's got crappy light, oh. you will know it. And I'll do like, you know, I try to do like, you know, put stuff together or like when I'm doing stuff or drawing or whatever I'm doing, like I, w- I want a lot more light than, you know, I like a lot of light when I'm doing stuff, but I like it dim when I'm not, when I'm just sitting there chilling I just want to, you know, hang out and have a nice lighting around where it's not intrusive. That light was horrible. That was the best purchase. And then I went and I was like, it went out so good that I bought the other three ones. And I, a little at a time, I was like, I'm going to place this one. Cause this light sucks in this room. I'm going to place this one and that. So finally I did the last one in the office now and I got good lighting in the office. I'm like, Oh, this is good. Nice. Yeah. Cause then you start with lamps and then put a lamp here, put a lamp there. I'm like, you know, I have an overhead light. Just fucking use that, you know? Yeah. How about I'm, you? I've said it a couple times in the podcast. I will say it till the day I die. A goddamn bidet that I ah. bought was the absolute greatest purchase. I look forward to every morning just now, enjoying that thing. Because I've seen a bunch of them. I was looking for a while and then it got too confusing. So I just stopped. I think it's the Omigo. Oh, right. uh. But, but yeah, uh, yeah, my omigo, O M I G O dot com. Omigo. The toilet seat from the future, they call it. Ooh. Yeah, there's the, uh, well, I didn't get the big fancy one, which is like the, the $400 one. The day brand, Supreme G. Let's see. I got the attachment one. Ah, uh, the element? Yeah, I got the element. But I got the element plus, which has the warm water hookup too. Because you can get the one, if you're just a simple basic bitch, you can get the one with just the cold water. I got the one that has the warm water attachment too. So you actually have a dial and you could make it as warm or cold as you'd like it. Front now, and rear nozzles. Yes. One thing to be mindful of is that if you have a toddler that runs around, he may turn that heat level up a little bit too high and you oh, may not. And you may. Junk off. Not your junk, your freaking butthole. Like it, it was like lava shooting into the butthole. <laughs> and I was like, wow. You're like, whoa, kid. But yeah, so you get the Element Plus. It's 84 bucks. It is, it's the greatest purchase ever. Like, so it's, you got to hook up the warm water to it. You got to hook up. Yeah, the hot. but it comes with the whole kit. Like it comes with everything you need. And I, I am useless when it comes to fixing stuff. Yeah. I was able to do this whole thing in like 20 minutes. You, it nice. pretty much, it gives you all the, the, the attachments that you need. You just, the only thing I had to do is drill a hole in my uh, vanity to run the, the, um, the warm. The warm, yeah. Uh, the so two. I was gonna say I don't have a, a warm feed, and actually my toilet's in a separate room because I have that little room. I have a shit room, and then a regular bed. <laughs> like, okay, it's a whole suite. I but, mean, you can get if you get a. It's just a regular like clear tube. Yeah. I mean, if you needed to buy a, and it comes. With, I forget what the actual gauge of it is, but if you needed to, you could just get a longer one and run it through. Yeah, I gotta always run it from there. But, but yeah, two, that's what I was thinking. I was hmm, and they're out of stock right now because you know. People, people are, uh, are realizing listens to the podcast and you mentioned it before and everybody went out and got it. I got to tell you, man, it's been such a game changer. And again, I'm trying to be more efficient with things. So you're using so much less toilet paper. Now I've, I yeah. was an OCD wiper. Like I needed to get a knuckle or so deep in there. I needed to get everything cleaned out Damn. when I was, when I went to the bathroom. 
Now with this thing, you just crank that bad boy up for a couple seconds. You move around a bit. It clears everything out. You maybe do a one or two pieces of toilet paper to, to dry everything off and, and do a little spot check. And you're golden. You feel great. Wow. How about cleaning? Is there any cleaning of the... Minimal. Yeah? Because the little thing comes down and shoots up the, uh, the nozzle. Oh, so that's As long as you're not clean. clogging the toilet. Yeah, it's not really... It doesn't really All touch right. anything. All right. It's been it's been glorious. All right, so the Omega. I'm gonna have to bookmark this. They're out of stock and everything. everything They're out of stock and everything because people are getting wise to the the bidet game. People can't find toilet paper. I think they're the ones that started this whole toilet paper craze. The people big, that make big bidet. Yeah. Big bidet started the coronavirus. Big bidet. This is a <laughs> big bidet conspiracy. <laughs> big bidet. But yeah, it, it's I. If I had to go to work every day. And and take my uh, my morning movement, and just be stuffing paper up my butt. I'd feel like an animal. You're like, what am I doing? I'm putting paper up my ass. Yeah. Oh, they have the toilet seats in stock. The five hundred dollar item is oh available. My God, yeah. They they have the the ghetto one for three eighty two. The God ghetto. Damn. <laughs> All the cleaning power is the original, with a few less bells and whistles. Like, why why you gotta do me like that? Listen, I don't need a bell or a whistle up there. I just need a little bit of water blasting me. Let's see. That's it. 500 bucks, what am I getting? I'm getting a whole full toilet seat. Problem with that is like if you got to replace the toilet seat now, that's 500 bucks. I might have to get this one. I actually want this now. Oh, it has a cleaner light. Ooh, it has the um, the UV cleaning light. It's got a goddamn remote control. <laughs> <It's> remote. <laughs> Why didn't you have like friends and family over and they're like using your your uh your toilet? You keep the remote with you and oh, start blasting them. I was watching some oh shit. Aerated warm water. How oh, what the hell? It's got it? a dryer in it, this one. Not just the water, but it's got a dryer too. I mean, I was to watching buy this. some movie or some uh show. Shit, I forgot what it was. And this girl's going out with an older guy, and the parents come or whatever. And the, the father is stuck on the toilet and he doesn't know how to use it. So the butler is trying to go in and be like, sir, can I, may I, you have to use this button. And it was pretty funny. Um, was it Brian Cranston? I forgot what movie or shit. What was it? Oh, was it with the, um, like the weird, like the kind of like scumbaggy looking son who's like a multimillionaire? Uh, stepson, maybe. Stepson? Oh, it was... Uh, Wasn't his daughter dating some guy? Yes, yes, that was... It was James Franco, right? Yeah, James Franco, that's what... The, yeah, 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 it was a movie. Um, I remember it now. I don't remember the name of the movie, but it was on TV and I was watching part of it and he's like, he can't figure out how to work the thing and it's like, it's a Japanese toilet. Oh, I have to do an update. And he's like, he, <laughs> he just wants to shit and get off the goddamn toilet. <laughs> he's like, oh. And then after he uses it, he's like, oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> Dude, I kind of want this $552 full-featured luxury bidet toilet seat. I got to be honest. Man, I love... I'm all into UV light now. I it's got a dryer. UV sterilizing light. Like, that's what you got to have. I, have. I think it's just an LED night light. I don't think it's sterilizing. Damn it. I could change it. I could upgrade. Wouldn't you want a glowing toilet? I want the UV glowing toilet. So know that it's it's clean for my protection. Oh, it does silver ion sterilization. Yeah, look at that. Boom. Dude, this thing is awesome. 
Listen, if we can get some Patreon sponsors, we could all, me and Mario could be sitting on these uh, full featured luxury bidet toilet seats podcasting. So. Dude, I'll do it right now. Like, hey, what's going on? I'm I'm using my bidet right now. We'll just do it from Instagram. You know, just Instagram live from the toilet, from the bidet. Dude, the Omigo, Actually, the Omigo I wonder, incident. I wonder if they it. would sponsor us. Yeah, we got to write to them. Got to write to them. Dear Omigo. I yeah. dream about having one of your fancy toilet seats. <laughs> Damn it. See, so, anything else uh, new, yeah, interesting? Like I'm missing out, man. Get um, on board. So, yeah, anything new like quarantine is if you've learned about yourself or that you've done or tried or still looking yeah. to try? You know, the, the hard part for me, like, you know, I know some people unfortunately are, are out and they have more time on their hands. Um, I mean, we're fortunate to have jobs still, so I'm, I'm still working pretty hard. And, um, you know, now that <laughs> I noticed that the kids at school don't do a fucking thing, uh, <laughs> at least in Florida. Tax dollars but, at work. He's like an hour and a half, maybe two hours on online in the morning. And then he gets off. He's like, oh, done playing fucking PlayStation and NBA 2K. I'm like, whatever, kid, you know, have fun, but try to get him to work out. But it, it's funny to see him like. They're doing nothing really at school, so yeah. Um, but yeah, you know the the weirdest thing, but I've done it a few times with friends. Um, is the uh, the virtual happy hour? Um, it's nice. It's definitely not the same. It makes me miss a real happy hour. You know. Yeah, and those are the things that you know. It sucks that we don't have them now, but I think it's a lot of the things that we all sort of just took for granted that we just could travel where we wanted. And I, I know one big thing for me is, you know, just seeing my parents, you know, they're, they're getting a little bit older and it was always, yeah, I'll see him like once a month or every couple, couple, six weeks or so. And they actually came down to see us. I mean, it was just a stop oh, nice. last Friday, uh, good Friday because my, uh, my, 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 mom and dad they both they missed their grandson so much they wanted to see him and you know we facetime every couple days they just missed him so much they wanted to see him and drop off an easter basket for him so we actually social distanced you know they came in they dropped it off they you know used the bathroom and drove back home because about an hour drive for them yeah and um benjamin was like you know he's like oma come inside oma come inside like he wanted my mom to come inside and she's like well benjamin you know i'm sorry i can't and it was like he was, you know, he's still too young to kind of understand like, what's going what on. Talking about. Why don't you want to come in? You know, he doesn't know. And he's way too young. So it was, it was weird. And you, you know, you can't hug your parents. Like it's just, it is weird. And they're a little older. So they're, a little, you know, they're scared because, you know, yeah. they're not in the best of health and, you know, they don't want to get sick, obviously. So it was just, uh, it, yeah. it was surreal. And, you know, me being a bit of a dick always, I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'll just go out shopping. I'll do whatever. And it's not a big deal. And, but to see it from their point of view and, you know, them again, being scared and, and not wanting to get sick, I understood, but it was, it was, you know, something you take for granted that, oh, they'll be there. You'll go see them in a couple of weeks or a couple of days. And it's yeah. like, no, you gotta, you gotta go. You gotta do things now. You don't always have tomorrow. You don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. You know, you watch the Warren Miller movies. Like you're only going to be a year older when you do it. What if you had your, your dream trip planned for May 18th or March 18th this year and all the resorts are closed, yeah. you know, like you don't, you don't get next year all the time. You don't get next week. You know, things have to get done now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's heartbreaking. You know, if you think about like, there are, there are situations where people are like, you know, my, my family member 
came down with coronavirus. I dropped him off at the hospital and they died alone because I couldn't go see him. You know, I mean, you don't want to be that, that person. Uh, it's very sad and I feel for those people. It's just, it's heartbreaking. Um, but yeah, my mom is, she wasn't, she wasn't thinking it was that bad. She was like, no, I, I, I wipe everything down when I come home. We're like, ma, it's in the air. You're going to get it. Like you're going to breathe in and be sick. Like, it's not like you're going to touch something, you know, it's, it's, you still have to do, you know, the sanitary stuff. But so now we actually, uh, the whole family has been like stopping in, dropping stuff off for her, social distancing, that stuff. So, um, it's, it's weird. It's been weird for me to see, you know, her not concerned at first and now she gets it and she's like oh yeah she's like i don't want to go anywhere so it's kind of you know uh and she doesn't have to because we've made it hard for her to go do her own stuff because we're (laughs) stopping in dropping stuff off so it's kind of kind of good you know yeah isn't that creepy though like you know you always thought of your parents they're kind of you know your parents and and, you know my parents are kind of that same generation where they were you know a lot tuffer and they're like yeah whatever this crap like we're just we're we're just gonna get me we're you know like uh, we're gonna plow through like fuck this pussy shit and now to see them older and and scared it's it's it sucks like it really sucks and you know to see them have a neighbor and he's on the board also and he does a lot of stuff just because he's he's around he likes taking care of the community and stuff so he goes over and, and he'll help we have a um, a guy that works here, you know, maintenance guy that that help, you know, um, does stuff during the day. And this guy always comes out and helps him and kind of directs him and is like, that's what he does. Like, is he's retired, but his full-time job now is doing whatever he wants around the complex cleaning and, and just staying active, you know. So um, he's so afraid. Like, he he does not want anybody to come within six or ten feet from him so he's like he's very cautious but the guy's like he's very in great shape him and his wife are in great shape they go for walks every morning they go for bike rides um but they distance themselves and i gotta say he's probably in his he's probably almost 80 you know and uh probably mid mid to late 70s and he's just like he's like i know i'm at risk i don't want anybody to get near me he's like i don't want to get sick you know so yeah, I mean, you have to be smart at these times, you know, like it's it's really not worth it. You know, if you're going to accidentally hurt someone's feelings because you're like, listen, man, I you know, like I know this is we're trying to be smart about this and, not, you know, not not spreading any diseases to anybody and you stick to your guns and, and act a little weird the next few months. But yeah, but you know what? You're better off looking silly or stupid to somebody that doesn't think it's a big deal and being safe than looking cool and getting fucking sick and maybe dying. So Melly and I went to the store. I think I told you the, uh, before. We went to the store the other day. Went to the grocery store. And we put on gloves and a mask, you know, at the car. And we're walking in. And these people, you know, walking past us, I heard the, the one lady, who's very large, by the way, uh, <laughs> with no mask or anything, laughing. And she said to the, to the person she's with that, she made a comment that like, oh my God, this, it's getting, some people are going crazy about this. And I'm like sitting there thinking, I'm like, we're in a fucking global pandemic. Like, how stupid are you? Like, I understand you might not feel, and she didn't look like she was going to survive well if she got coronavirus. Let's put it that way. If I'm just like, you know, superficial observation, I'm thinking she's probably going to be hurting. But 
here she is, she's laughing about it. And I'm like, you know, it's really not a laughing matter. This is something that you should, I'm more worried about you than you're worried about yourself. Mm. And the other thing that pisses me off is when you wear the mask, they say, you're not really protecting yourself as much. You're just protecting other people from your breath going out. And I'm like, I look at people now not wearing a mask in the grocery store. I went to Home Depot today. There's people walking around like nothing's going on. And, uh, you know, I want to slap them in the face. I'm like, you, you know, I want to be protected. I don't give a shit if you don't value your life, but value everybody else, everybody else around you, you know? I mean, be considerate. Yeah, I know. My my perspective on that has totally changed in the last six weeks where it went from, yeah, I'm raw dogging it at ShopRite. I'm like, yeah, whatever, you <laughs> yeah. know? Nothing, no gloves. Like, I wipe the cart down with a little wipey there they give you, no mask, no gloves, whatever, to uh, now breaking out the mask and gloves and looking at others like, Ugh, like, are you serious? You're not wearing anything? Like, what's wrong with yeah. you? Well, you got to go home to your wife and baby, right? Yeah. You don't yeah. want to get them, you know. I mean, it's just, you know, I I get it now more so too. Like, you know, when the, when this all started getting locked down, people were like, ah, fuck it, I'm still going to go to the beach. I'm still going to go to the pool. We were out. joking about it in February. Yeah. From February through the first week in March. And then we started. And now shit got real. Shit got real. Exactly. You know, look at the number of deaths that are going on, like. Um, it's pretty crazy. I talked to people in New York. Um, I was talking to one guy yesterday and he was just fuck. He was crazy. He was like, he's like, nothing should be open. <laughs> like dude, New York city is so bad. It's just bad. Yeah. It's just too like overpopulated. So, and you know, what? I think a lot of, like we talked about perspective earlier and I think a lot of people are going to reevaluate, you know, what, what they value and, and what's important to them because how many people like live in New York city so they, so they can go to their job there, yeah. but they, you know, all they would do is just go to their place, crash, go to work all day, go out, do stuff. And you're just there to sleep. But when you have to actually spend a lot of time in your dwelling, you're like, this place sucks. You know, like yeah. <laughs> if I have to spend all my time here, like this really is awful. You don't live in the city to be in your apartment the whole time. You, you have an apartment to be in the city, you know? Yep. You go to museums, you're going to shows, you're going to concerts, you're going to going dinner. You eat almost every night, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I told uh, somebody else I was talking to the other day, I was like, you know, I saw 9-11 firsthand, and after that, I've been uncomfortable in, in large groups. Like, I always wonder, like, is this safe? Is there, you know, proper security? Does everything look cool, right? So I'm always like keen to that now, like when I go places. And there's been places where I'm like, this is really freaking unsafe. Like, God forbid something, somebody want to do some shit. Like, it's it's not cool. Now I look around at like 10 people and I'm like, does any of those motherfuckers look sick? Yeah, I mean, right. it's gotten even worse now. So it's, it's just, I don't know. Like, where do you go from here? You know? Yeah. You know where you go from here? Doing backcountry around nobody and just fucking having a good ass time. That's, that's why I'm going to work on my algorithm. That's it. the rest of this, the rest of this, uh, springtime and quarantine. And I think I'm going to have it locked in by around June, July ish, and hopefully put it into execution and in fall to figure out where to go. My dream would be if I could somehow figure, get some sponsors, take like three months next year, January through March, and just pick our way through a bunch of different, possible West coast ski destinations where we'd want to have our West coast operations set up, you know, yeah. rolling through Southern Colorado, Wolf Creek, Pagosa, Telluride, silver, um, Silverton going up into 
Montana, Whitefish, Bozeman, you know, nice. hit a bunch of those areas and do almost like a, a video series, a chronicle, uh, a, a, you know, podcast slash video series of all the places we've gone, what we experienced, and then put it all together at the end and have us have it help figure out like, where are we going to lay roots down? Because this whole pandemic thing helped me. I mean, I'm pretty lucky where I live, but it's not like my dream spot. And I got to get it to my dream spot soon because I got to lay roots down now because my, you know, better off doing it early. Like I came down here to be near family and I'm like, you know, I see myself maybe, you know, staying here when I'm ready to retire with the idea that I'm going to just travel and ski, you Mm -hmm. know, I mean, there's the, there's a cheap home base to have and I could travel around. So I'm glad I did it now. I was a little weary, but now I'm here. So it works. Um, Yep. But I know Ishkiel sounded pretty good. (sighs) Damn. Corona central right there. Oh, damn. I know it's, it's, it just sucks. Like all the places that, you know, you love going, you hear now or, <laughs> or hotspots, Sun Valley. Like, yeah, that was a big hotspot. Like, God damn, I was there. God damn patient zero. Yeah. But you realize like now you, I realize more like, I didn't realize how much you interact with people or like how much like, like, I don't know, breathing on everybody like you have when you're in these big crowds. I'm like, Wow. Well, just think about any, uh, you know, think about what would you say? Like, like the lookout at Killington, you know, if you go there for an apres on a Saturday, yeah, you know, how many people you got to squeeze through to get to the bathroom, you know, how many people are walking by you if you're standing Dude, by the bar. Oktoberfest in Munich last year, <laughs> like September. I'm thinking like, holy fuck, was it around there? Can you imagine? Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, the number of people. From all over the place. world traveling. Yeah. Oh, it just makes me wonder. I'm like, I was in the, I was Dude, in the you were in fucking Italy in fucking Rome. Yeah. In you were summer. in Italy. Well, you were in Northern Italy in January. In January. Yeah. And they Shit were, it was having, already starting over there. Well, and that's the weird part. They had an outbreak of, they were saying it was, you know, the, uh, that stomach virus that goes around, um, on cruise ships and stuff. They were saying that's what it was and they're tracking it throughout Italy. And I'm now I think back and I'm like, was that coronavirus already back then? Like, I don't know. Right. Could have been. It didn't seem like it was, but I'm like, that's pretty bad that like shit travels that fast around Italy, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. All it takes is one person go at you (laughs) in a crowded spot. Yeah. Right. Freaking. Then there's 10 people spreading it out, you know? Yeah. 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 I was riding the lightning last year when I look at it. (laughs) We'll do this year, even January, January. Yeah. Shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we got some, some crazy times still up ahead, but you know, hopefully all of us are being as as smart as we can be and, you know, doing the things that we can do to prevent it from happening to us or our, our loved ones. So you know, we're here for you guys. We're going to keep posting podcasts every week and trying to stay healthy and trying to find fun, cool, new, interesting things to do. And hopefully my aero ski comes. I'm going to post pictures of me in my underwear doing that yeah. thing. Cause you know, you look on the website, everyone's in their underwear. So I guess you have to do it in Gotta your underwear. In the underwear, I guess. Right. Apparently. Uh, but yeah, if you guys have any tips, any recommendations, things that you're doing to keep you from going crazy, hit us up. Ski bum podcast at gmail.com. Under the ropes. 
I remember seeing this and I didn't realize you saw it too. I guess it was on uh, everybody's radar, but uh, uh, my hate, my wife hates it when I work from home and it's a Banksy uh, sharing rats run amok in his bathroom from quarantine. Uh, it is cute as shit. Uh, has a little rats drawn doing like doing things, right? Like cartoonish, like rats uh, on the wall. But he arranged like the um, like the mirror is like tilted because there's a rat standing on it and other ones pushing up on it. Uh, it's really cute. There's like the toilet paper is like, you know, spooled out because there's a rat that's painted on the wall. That's like, it's like it's running, running on top of it. On yeah. top of it. So it's really cool. And I guess he came out with this. Um, he posted a few images of the artwork executed from uh, his supposed home bathroom. Um, and it, you know, uh, depicts mischievous rats destroying everything in sight. <laughs> um, so it's pretty cool. I mean, Banksy does some cool stuff and he has that rat theme, right? He likes rats in a lot. Oh, of yeah. Stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, here's one like uh, squishing toothpaste, and it's like up on the wall. That one's pretty awesome because it's like it's hanging on the uh, like a towel yeah, ring, the towel ring. He, he actually painted the fingers on the towel ring and the rest of it on the wall. So it's like yeah. a little bit of 3D. <laughs> and the one taking the piss on the toilet, like pissing all over the lid, and <laughs> <laughs> it's freaking awesome. It, it would ruin your bidet. Let's just say that. That's how bad it is. So you wonder, is Banksy saying that he's the rat doing all this stuff? Yeah, right. <laughs> Fucking up the whole bathroom. And that's why she hates when he works from home. Dude, how about if if we ever do find out who Banksy is, it's like 99.9% going to be a massive disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> it, it could be even somebody we know, right? Like somebody we're like, ah, oh, that's who it is. Yeah. Like, Again, uh, it's gonna be like, yeah, you're like, ah, oh, really? It's gonna be like Bran from Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, God, you're like, ah, oh, fucking Bran. He's fucking Banksy. Bran. Fucking Bran, I hate Bran. Fucking, you suck. Yeah, man, I almost forgot about it, and now I'm back on it. Fuck that guy. See, that's God what you do. You gotta, you gotta bring it back. You gotta bring it full circle. Let's see who, who Banksy is. I'm gonna. Who is Banksy? I typed into the internet. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, nobody knows who he is. Nobody knows. Or they're not really telling. It's actually pretty impressive that he's been able to stay so, um, so anonymous for this most long. Most often suggested are Robert Banks and Robert Robin Guggenheim. Guggenheim. Hmm. Gunningham. Sorry, I'm adding the extra G. Gunningham. Robin Gunningham. They're saying he's born in Bristol in '73. That's they know that Banksy was born in Bristol in '73, or these guys were. Uh, they're saying uh, pictures that serve as a man who's supposedly Banksy pointed toward Gunningham, an artist who was born in Bristol in '73. Oh, okay. So they're saying Robin Gunningham, possibly, but I was watching that stupid antique roadshow the other day, and uh, oh, not the antique roadshow, porn stars, because. They're just idiots. Um, but somebody brought in a, uh, it was a fake, ah, oh, shit, who was it? Was it Abraham Lincoln or, or it was somebody like old school. It was like an Abe Lincoln or something. And it was a forged Abe Lincoln. 
I think it was Abe Lincoln. But anyway, the, the, the guy was saying they're like, there was one person. He's like, I think this was this person's work because he was great at forging and he did a great job at forging all these famous people. Like he was a well-known forger and he did such a great job forging signatures that he was known for his own forged signatures. I'm like, that's pretty freaking cool. They're like, it should be worth nothing because he, but he was a famous forger. So it actually is worth something pretty. It's, That's what they actually said. It's worth it, more it, than Abraham Lincoln because he's, a, <laughs> right. he's more desirable. They're like, it's not able, it's not the original, but it's, it's worth something because it's a forgery by him. I'm like, that's pretty fucking cool. It's like getting a fake Rolex, but like the material they use in the fake Rolex is better than yeah. what Rolex used. And you're like Romex and you're known that's a Romex. <laughs> it's, it's the Rolex knockoff, but it's a, it's a good knockoff. It's by Romex who. It's the low Rex. <laughs> the low Rex. <laughs> Often sold in Chinatown for about $10, but now yes, they're worth isn't. about 200 it's like they actually used platinum instead of gold yeah. for the material and the watch. So it's actually worth more than the Rolex. That's right. <laughs> Rolex at this would go 20000 This is about 30000 Damn you, Lorex. <laughs> Damn, Lorex. <laughs> All right. And we got one more final story to finish off this week. And I don't know what sort of liquids Banksy used to do the, the uh, rat pee on the toilet, mm-hmm. but... If Banksy was a baller and wanted to use the most expensive liquid known to man, he would be using horse semen. Uh, when somebody says, I want to have the most expensive drink in the world, I am never going to look at them the same. I'm like, I know what you're drinking. Well, I will tell you that doesn't. I did post this on Twitter and I made kind of a... Uh, smart ass comment i was like yeah i guess the uh après ski menu in aspen <laughs> changes when the kardashians are in town <laughs> oh boom and i want only the most expensive i honestly was expecting a lot more of a reaction and i think people just they didn't just, get it either they didn't get it or they thought it was gross and ignored it um but uh, you know, one of our one of our uh, our buddies, our followers, appreciated it and got a nice little ha ha from him. <laughs> but then I posted a picture of uh, you know, this picture of of Kim, this GIF of her like just passing out cash. Ah, uh, yeah. And I responded, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, that's Kim buying you an Icon Pass, Epic Pass, new skis and boots, and a hell skiing trip. And by you, I mean her kid North. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the actual post was the Apre ski cocktail menu gets a revision when the Kardashians are in Aspen. (laughs) Thoroughbred horse semen is the world's most expensive liquid. So yes, thoroughbred horse semen is the most expensive liquid in case you weren't in the know. And this article goes on to say that there's a, a horse out there named Big Star yeah, this guy's like the deal. He's the real He's deal. The most prolific show jumper of all time. He's a double gold medal winning stallion, which there's very few of them out there. He's got the perfect genetics to go show jumping. I like how they fucking break this down. It is creepy when you start breaking numbers down for some of this shit. Dude, they're <laughs> saying that um a straw's worth of his sperm is $1,200. So there's 150 million to 200 million sperm cells per individual straw. Big Star has produced about 60 
or 70 of them. So super fertile stallions like Big Star can ejaculate once a day. So theoretically, this means he could produce over $20 million worth of semen during an eight-month stud season. Damn, 20 million bucks Boom. a year. Boom. For doing the most fun thing a, a mammal can do. It's ejaculate. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? That was uh, Kirby Enthusiasm, right? Ejaculate. Yeah, that was uh, yeah Leon. Leon. And if a stallion's semen is high quality, it can be frozen in straws for future use. Whew. That's so there's a stuff. company, there is a actual company called Stallion AI Services that has pretty much like a bunker and just stores horse semen at a Dude, minus 196 a business, degrees. Oh, yeah. Hundreds of millions of dollars worth of semen ready to be used to inseminate mares. All that horse semen just down there. Frozen, waiting. Yeah. Next to, uh, oh, who's the baseball player next to his head? Next to his frozen head. His horse semen, and then there's his head. It's um, oh, Ted Williams. Ted Williams. Yeah. Ted Williams' head, and then horse semen. That's all. This is the, t- this is the head section, and then there's a the horse semen. I really hope at some point when they've gotten AI really good, that one of the things you could do, like you could just be one of these like thoroughbred stallions get the thoroughbred stallion experience hmm. through AI from the imagine sperm? that well think about <laughs> start from there what well, from the sperm well no That's think about creepy. it remember like avatar like how mm. that you'd go in the pod and you would be that avatar of that uh you know those yeah those blue people the navi whatever they were imagine you could go into a pod and you would be that horse you could be big star prancing around just prancing around just just finding your mares just lining up the mares wasn't that on that real sex show with the people that like to be treated like um like horses i may have missed that one they like dress up like horses it's this whole horse thing where they get all pretty dressed up and they like Walk around like horses, and that's all they—that's all they're into. No sex. Well, it's just well, the, they want to walk around like horses. The worst one was that Mister Hands guy, the one who uh, was on video with the horse banging him in the ass. The gay guy. Oh, that's nasty. And he actually died from—he ruptured organs from the horse just ripping through him. Oh, geez. You never saw that video? Nope. <laughs> oh, like I'm the weirdo who's the only one who's seen it. Nope. No, I don't want to see it. Like he has his buddy kind of help him put. It's almost like he's putting a telephone pole, like in. Holy and all you, crap! Yeah, it's and pretty. He got rough. impaled basically by. There's it. a whole. There's a whole movie about it. Really? A documentary about like there's this place I forget if it's On in the Washington. Dark web? <laughs> no, it was like a regular. It was like a regular documentary. Um, Vice. <laughs> something. It might have been done by Vice actually. Really? Um, Damn. Then Mr. Hands and Mr. Uh, Hands. Mr. Hands, uh, oh, Zoo, I think it's called. Damn, it's the bad. name of the film. Zoo is a 2007 American documentary based on the life and death of Kenneth Pinion, the strange, sad story of a man named Mr. Hands who died from having sex with a horse. Vice.com. Damn. Yeah. Pretty rough. And that's how the horse got his name, Pole Planter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty that's rough. crazy. You know how, yeah. like, you know, people are like, you know, you think about you're in heaven, you're dead. Like, people are like, hey, how did it happen? You know, uh, you know, I'm the schmo, the, uh, you know, the water co- water heater blew up. 
got me, you know. How'd you mm. die? Well, a horse just ruptured all my organs, banging me and, you know, dead. Yep. It's not good. Yep. Mr. Hand. Mr. Yeah. Hands. I can't. There's like a lot of stuff that's getting flagged right now. <laughs> are you, you're not on your work computer, are you? Right. Oh, of course. I'm on VPN right now. <laughs> Son of a... <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> God damn it, I knew I was on the wrong computer. Yeah. <laughs> you get like pop-ups. Boop, 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 boop. Please see HR. HR are not allowed to look at the internet. Yeah. Oh. Apparently it won something at Sundance, this film. Really? Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yep. So was it Big Star that rammed him? <laughs> That's what uh, I want to know. Oh, I don't know. It's one of the sons of Big Star. Perhaps it was one of his uh, his father. So $20 million per season. Per, right? For eight-month season. I, there's eight a months. season. How long does a horse live for? Horses can get pretty old, I think. But then again, you probably charge more for the younger semen than you do when they're older. Mm-hmm. I would imagine. Just saying. Well, I think there's probably, uh, you know... Just like with humans, there's only a certain window of where it's your your optimal semen. It's like a wine. It's like, you know, you got to drink the wine before and then it curves down. Not like, you know, 25 to 30 years a horse lives. Yeah, that's what they're saying. That's pretty, uh, damn, $20 million a year. That's like, cha-ching. That's not too bad, right? Yeah, that's not bad at all. Yeah. What a wait. What a wait. They did a special on, um, I think it was HBO Real Sports. He did something about the studding, and there was one horse that they said just studded like all the time, and and he would come in, he would prance in there, and bang, <laughs> what do you have her? and then prance Ew. out, you know. <laughs> and they said that you know they're making this farmers making tons of money on this one horse, and I guess it was a he was a son of secretariat or something like that. Like there was there was secretariat in there, so it was like oh, it was yeah, one right. of the one of the bloodlines. So they're like. Everybody wanted him to breed, and they were like, "This this horse was just fucking making money all day, like a like a well paid hooker, just bam, bam, bam." And they said he had a good disposition, and they you know they were going through the whole industry and stuff like that. So it was really it was really interesting. I was like, "Wow, I didn't." They're these businesses, and you know they're big money businesses. You know, they're it's not chump change. They're paying a shit ton of money uh, to get these you know purebred horses. So. Well, I guess that wraps up the old podcast for the week, eh? That does. Hope you guys are all staying safe and quarantining or not quarantining, whatever you're doing, just being smart. We'll get through this. We're here for you. Check us out, skibumpodcast.com. We're on all the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Podcast. If you want stickers, hit us up, DM us on Instagram, or send us an email, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. We're on YouTube. Subscribe and rate us, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. And we will talk to you guys next week. Stay high, stay polluting. See ya.